This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that would kick a ball at the referee and not miss. Now, if ever you're going to lose 3-0 to West Bromwich Albion, then I suppose it's just about okay to do so when you have the Premier League title wrapped under your arm. Or is it? Is there such a thing as a meaningless match? Now, thanks to either the hilarious or stupid uh, Fabregas red card, the Blues found themselves in a hole they were unable to dig themselves out of. Jose blamed fatigue and a lack of motivation, but shouldn't the great motivator himself have been able to get them up and at them? Nothing wrong with the motivation of the Chelsea away massive, who sung their hearts out all match and made a din that reminded me of our support in the 1980s. And it was good to see Jose acknowledge their special contribution this season at the end of the match. Now, of course, I am still an incredibly croaky Stamford Chidge. This is, I think, we're, and we're trying to actually, this is a question for you all out there um, in Mixler land. Um, I, and the winner will get a Chelsea Fancast t-shirt if they can tell me how long I've been dying for. This cough seems to have been going on for at least a month. But anyway, I am Stamford Chidge, and the name of tonight's show is the Chelsea Football Fancast. Bearing the brunt. There we go. Now, as always, I am delighted to have with me. That's not rhyming slang, is it? Uh, it could be. <laughs> the, well, it could be bearing the Berkshire brunt. Front. Anyway, uh, stunt on the show tonight with me. The uh, we got what two more after this? So it's not is quite it, the penultimate. Is it one more? more. One more. After two more. Uh, two more. Oh, two more. Yeah, okay. we're doing one on the first of June. Doing a wrap up. We are. We're doing a wrap up. Anyway, I've got to my left. In the Pimlico bunker, in the da- in the depths and the bowels and the heart of Pimlico, I have Dan Silver. Good evening, Chidge. It's great to see you, buddy. As always, I have. A v- I mean, he he, he was, well. We had started when you wandered in, but I mean, you you got in you got in here. Yeah, I could have told you that. You need to like speak into the mic. 
Oh, really? Yes, well, if you'd have been here earlier, I could have tested it. Really? Anyway, enough of this bloody technical rubbish. It's good to see uh, and hear, kind of, Jonathan Kidd. Uh, I know, it's nice to see you as always. And last, but by no means least, the wonderful, lovely, knowledgeable Dr. Mart. Oh, I don't know about knowledgeable, but it's good to be back anyway. You are indeed. Uh, Now... um, before we uh, tally on with uh, stuff tonight, uh, I, w- I should tell you what we'll be doing, really. Now, we're going to be kicking off with the ratings for the West Brom game. Oh. We're going to be awarding our man of the match and talking about some rather poor and jaded performances. And I suspect that you'll get much the same from us this evening. At least I hope so. Uh, and now, after that, we're going to be asking, is there actually such a thing as a meaningless match? Uh, Fabregas, is he a naughty boy and not the Messiah? And uh, we'll also be saluting the very, very special Chelsea away support. We'll then be looking back at that very, very, very special day in Munich exactly three years ago, and we'll be uh, looking at our rele- recollections of it. Uh, we'll also be discussing the news that Stamford Bridge, re- the, the Stamford Bridge redevelopment seems to have got some traction recently, thanks to Dan Levine's article. And also the issue that Peter Cech, or Petr Cech, seems to be checking out. I'm not happy. Uh, anyway, to wrap up, we'll have all of our usual Chelsea fancast roundup, including news of the Chelsea Supporters Trust virtual general meeting, which the Chelsea fancast will be ho- hosting next Wednesday, the 27th of May at 7 o'clock, I believe. Uh, and of course, don't forget, you can tweet us at Chelsea Fancast tonight while we're doing the show or post, even better, on the live chat page at mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast. Uh, during the show, tell us what you think about what we're saying, the games, anything else Chelsea-related, really. Uh, now, on that kind of note, um, uh, after the podcast tonight, I will, of course, be hosting another Chelsea fancast warm down on Mimi.tv. That's M-E-E-M-E-E.tv. So if you log on or sign up and enter the Me Chat, uh, I will answer any of your questions and discuss some of the issues that we've raised on the show it's, it's great fun. It kind of works like a Google Hangout, but better. But what you need is a desktop or a laptop, preferably with a webcam, and also with your headphones plugged in. Otherwise, you sound like a kind of surreal 2015 version of Jimi Hendrix playing guitar with feedback in his bog, or something like that. <laughs> anyway, all you have to do is sign up or log in at mimi.tv, and then, as I said, you go to the live TV guide, uh, which is the mimi.tv schedule, scroll down, Click early, uh, enter early or watch on the Chelsea Fancast tab. Then click enter me chat, which is our live broadcast, and you should be able to watch us live, as I said. Uh, and if you have something to say, you can actually request to chat. And you'll have a prompt to click an allow button. And then, of course, you just have to request to go on stage, and I will let you in. Um, you'll see your avatar at the bottom of the screen turn red from blue, and we'll be able to put you live on the show. Of course, you don't have to do any of that. You can just actually instant messages there's a little kind of spot where you can write stuff and send messages and you will still be part of it now uh we're about to have a little stingage and then we're going to do our match review i was uh, just going to ask you has, yes. has, has the Mimi tv thing been going well have you get yeah, in there actually that's a very good question yeah. martin uh yeah we've had a few people in there good and, it, and i tell you what is really nice is that particularly when you've got a few people from the states there we've had uh mike harvey in there and we've had kurt also known as tactics wizard 
Brian Paul's been in there. Gaffer turned up last week. Right. But, I mean, it's really nice because they're in the States and they'll be able to talk to us directly. It's fantastic. I mean, Unfortunately, I don't have the technology, especially when I'm you don't. halfway to Paddington. Well, you don't. And I, mean, I was going to say, I would get you to stay and perhaps do it instead of me. But, of course, you have to be on a train. To get a diddly dumb, yeah. So that wouldn't work. So, anyway, we're going to have a little sting and then we'll be back with a match review. <laughs> Okay, we are back, and uh, it's time to look at the ratings. And uh, this week, of course, they are, as always, in fact, they're by Mark Worrell, who will be a guest on the show next week. And he has he has rated the Chelsea performances, or the players' performances, from the match against West Brom thusly. Courtois, six. Jonathan will be happy this week, because they're all miserable. Uh, Courtois, six. Agree. Luis, five. Agree. Terry, five. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, dissension in the ranks uh, Cahill 5 mm. Ivanovic 5 Matic 6 Loftus-Cheek 6 Ooh. Ooh, yeah. okay. Hazard 6 Ooh. Fabregas 4 yeah. Remy 5 yeah. Costa 5 yeah and the substitutes, which were Quadrado, four, three, Aki, and Brown didn't really have enough time to get a no. mark. So I we got some. I mean, I, I you know normally Jonathan's yeah. like throwing stuff at yeah. me or just like you know gobbling up you the know, mic I, in incandescent. I, I think he, he got it right, really. Other yeah. than Quadrado, who once again just is completely mystified. He was he was he was a bit more lively than he. Well, has yeah, we did a dreadful foul, but didn't he? But he yeah, he did. He was a bit more lively there, but he's still powder puff. Oh, really? Yeah. <coughs> Anyone <coughs> goes near him, he gives the ball away. Well, he, oh, no, he stops the ball dead and passes the ball backwards. Well, that he does as well. I think he needs to build his strength up the Premiership because he's yeah. not just the ball far. Mental, physical, I saying, yeah. mental, emotional, physical. He's, he's physically not struggling he's to proud Premier League. Yeah, I think anyway. Yeah. The summary of that weird surreal discussion that I was listening to whilst I was fiddling with knobs is powder puff. But anyway, yeah. we'll talk about that later. I mean, broadly, Dan, do you agree? Do you agree with uh, with Marco's yeah, I think ratings they're, they're this spot week? On. I mean, there's no outstanding performances. It was very much Arthur Lord May show. I it thought, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, he made some brilliant comments, which I'll go through now. Actually, J.K. Um, I'm, I'm going to start. I'll start at the back, as one should do, really. Uh, uh, he, basically, this is summarising what Marco, because he doesn't just like give you marks out of ten. He actually, you know, he writes stuff as well, which kind of explains, uh, you know, pretty much what's going on. Anyway, uh, Courtois, he said, uh, was not to blame for anything. Although I would disagree with that. I, uh, I, the third, third goal, goal, I think he, third goal, he got beaten in the near post. Goalkeeper's error. That was a he had good strike. contact with it. Can, 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 oh, excuse me. I know Jonathan's on the show. But can we try and speak uh, one at a time, please? Not three of you all at once. Yeah. So uh, he spoke loudest. So I'm going to ask Jonathan first. <laughs> I don't think Courtois was to blame, apart from the fact that he should have saved the third goal and he could, perhaps could have got a stronger hand on the penalty. Yes, I think he did very well with the penalty um, because he guessed well. But uh, I suppose when you're in that position, you want really to be able to f- flap it past because all the training that they do for that kind of stiff hand stuff... Um, but um, the third goal, he was definitely at fault with. He was taken uh, completely taken aback by the pace. Well, it was a, it was a good shot. It was a great fair. shot, but also you know nobody 
was on Brunt. For goodness sake, that was just dreadful marking. It was a complete mm. disintegration of the defence at the time. I know. So, well, I've, 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 and Lewis was the only one who went for it. But Martin you, was saying in the pub before, know. beating at the near post as well, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, it's a bit yeah. dodgy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, like going through the defence, actually, because you're itching to coat them off, I can tell. Um, but but Marco's, Marco's summation of the defence, was, was I thought was brilliant. Um, Brandon needs a rest. <laughs> Cahill needs to up his game. Yeah. In other words, I think what Marco was saying there really was that, you know, he had that horrible dip in form at Christmas. He's and come he improved. Ba- he's come back, but that was a. Rem- I mean, he got roasted by a few of their pacey players, caught out of position a lot. And I think what, what Marco means is that you've got to up your game for next season because you might find you're not the first choice centre back if you don't. That's what Marco was saying. JT had a shocker, but he will live to fight another day. I thought that was a really good way of putting yeah. it, actually. And and Luis, he decided, is no more than a bench warmer. He just isn't really cutting it. I mean, well, there's no comparison with with Dave. Aspie, no. Who's as again been one of our best players of the season. Yeah, but that's why I, I mean, as a defender, I agree. He probably offers a bit more than Dave going forward. Yeah. But as a defender, I totally agree. He's not there. Yeah. yeah. Now the midfield, uh, uh, which of course is always interesting. Uh, Matic, uh, he says, put a shift in Dan. Uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek struggled with the pace of the game, I and mean, Marco was quite critical. Not critical, but I think realistic. He said, he, you know, he really did struggle with the pace of the game and he still has a lot to learn, which I think is reasonable. A little bit harsh. I think he was very nervous about making a mistake. He saw kind of... And, and he didn't make a mistake. He didn't make a mistake. Every pass went he completed, nothing, I think. Very um, simple. Nothing what he harsh. lacks is a bit of impetus to go forward. Instead of, instead of, you know, attacking the player in front of him, he was passing it back yeah, all I the time. Uh, I'd like cabrigous. to be harsher, actually. Go on then. And yeah. I think that if he, 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 these are really testing games for him and if he doesn't supply he's going to lose out next well season. I, I think I, th- I think you know what I think that that actually applies to a lot of a lot of them, lot of them. But, mean, but in particular the youth I mean I, yeah. I one of the reasons we lost was because he was playing you think so no, absolutely oh, I think that's wrong that's no, I, I, no, I, well come on then why, why do you think that because he's just not good enough. Yeah, but you, yeah, but and that's, he's, not, that's, he's not strong enough. That's not and consequently, the they overran the midfield, and particularly when we, Fabregas was sent Fabregas off. Got, was then he was in a position where we, he couldn't deal with it at we, all. Why no damn when Fabregas got sent off? So, uh, and I think that changed the game because obviously Loftus-Cheek's role changed, putting not always people yeah, prepared, prepared for. Yeah, but I don't think he was for. up to it before that. I, don't, I, think, I think the dilemma that the whole team has is that you cannot maintain this standard of excellence and put people in who just are not. It doesn't matter how much you coax them. If they don't come up to scratch, the way that the team is and the way the division is, is they cannot take part. It's very difficult to come in when you're. I know, I know, but we mustn't make no, you no, can't. No, we must, you can't say you can't say that we, no, things but, are difficult though for no, them. No, but when you it get down to ten be. men that early in the game, when your key player gets sent off, it does completely change the dynamic of the team and the setup. And for an inexperienced player at this level, it's a massive step up. I thought he was up. poor before that. I'm uh, sorry. He had a decent game. He didn't do anything flash. He used the ball sensibly. He didn't get caught in possession. I thought he had an okay game. He wasn't outstanding, but it's only his one hour in league football. No, I know, but the, the dilemma is we're, we're making allowances. And we, I don't we, think we can you afford can afford... I know, I don't think you can make you can afford you want to make the Right, hang on a minute. Uh, you know, far bit for me to be the voice of reason and sanity, but I'm yeah. going to be the voice of reason and sanity. No, no, I, you're going to be your voice no, of reason well, and sanity. Well, that is the voice of reason and sanity. Uh, today it is, but, but in no, other circumstances this is environments, the voice. it might not be. I know that they call you the voice, but they're lying. No, they call me a voice. No, well, I am the voice. No, you're not. You're just a voice. No, the voice is a TV program. Fucking shut up with the voice, is all right? No, no, no. The bottom line is this. Yeah, I take your point, and and you know what, you know what, you may be right, but the thing is, whilst I understand where you're coming from about Ruben Loftus Cheek, and I think you're right, I think it's e- very easy easy for us to to make allowances when perhaps we shouldn't. 
But you could say the same about a lot of Chelsea players. I mean, for example, uh, Ramirez doesn't impress all the time. Mikel doesn't impress all of the time. Now, I think you've also got to take into account the fact that Tony Poulis is no mug. Now, he tactically screwed us last year when he was at, at Crystal Palace and did a number of us. And I think he did pretty much the same mm. uh, last night. And I'll, I'll tell you something else. Uh, Rory, lovely Rory, Chelsea Rory, who does the Chelsea Fans Channel, tweeted out last night, although actually it, it may have been Joe Tweeds who was tweeting on their behalf, I'm not quite sure. But before the game started, he said, you know, we need to watch them running in behind Kay, uh, Berahino, particularly running in behind Cahill. And that's exactly what they did. So they did what a lot of teams have done to us who have He'll found us out this year, basically bypass. If you bypass Matic... Who is a wall? I've talked about this before. On you this have program. to. It's you the very to. same thing. So I'm, you know, what I'm really saying is, whilst I I, I, I can accept the criticism that you're making of Ruben Loftus Cheek, I don't think you can pin the entire defeat and the entire blame at his feet. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying well, it that. It sounds there's like a, there's you were. A, when, uh, when it came across wrongly, then I expressed it wrongly. I, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying he played an understrength side against West Bromwich because he didn't have the, 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 the big professionals yeah. playing and he tried to give him a chance which is fair enough but uh, oh, the, the, the gods agree with me Thunder um, but um, Thunder we've got here but um, uh, it doesn't he doesn't at the moment fit in that team no and he won't he won't be taking part but next, he, he, next year he, he fits he fits before you jump to those conclusions he fits no better or worse than anybody else who might have turned up uh, and, and just played you know basically two mm. hours of football with us that was a strong team last you know, night. I think I think ish, it's too, ish, ish. What it I'm saying what I'm saying, it's too early to judge him. It's too early to judge him. I, I did like the thing I liked about I don't him, think people on, have got on. much of a chance anymore in the in the, the, well, we in, shall in, see. in the world that we inhabit. Now. I, I, and I accept that, mate. I, I, I you really know do. what? I don't. I, I, and we know I mean, you know, irrespective of, of whether they're young or whatever. You know, you're right. Mourinho has a reputation of being utterly, utterly brutal. Yeah. If he doesn't get what he wants, that's it. You're gone. Yeah. You know, you look at, at uh, I agree. Nathan Ake, who yeah. it looks looks good, but, it, you know, is it is it good enough? Well, I still think it's too early to judge. Yeah. Martin. Yeah, I, I, the thing I liked about what Loftus-Cheek was doing, he did a bit of the Michael Ballack thing, that he'd pass the ball and then he'd run forward. Um, it'd be nice if he took the ball with him on occasion. Um the question I'd ask Jonathan is, Yes, I agree with it, he's not ready. Do you think he, he, he's not ready or he will never be ready? I think Jonathan's saying he won't be, but I'll let him answer that. Well, I, we'll have to see, won't we? Mourinho will be the judge of that because yeah. we'll see whether he features. We'll see yeah. if any of them feature or whether you know we buy three more players of uh, immense standard in the summer, which I think we will. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think, we'll think there will be a possibility unless they're once again wheeled out in the FA Cup and they don't do terribly mm. well. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I, to be really, and I, I'm not, Dan, I yeah. mean, you know this, I, and I'm, I'm sure you all do, because I know you all read CFC UK avidly, especially my articles. Every time. But I, I, I wrote this a few months ago, because, I, I, you know, I, I'm not the kind of person who's going to sit up and say, we've got to play to you for every game, we've got to play to you. Because if you want to go back to Eddie McCready's Blue and White Army in Division 2, then bye-bye, <laughs> yeah. you know, because... You know, we are a different club. We are one of the top five clubs in Europe. We yeah. are in the elite. Yeah. We are competing for every, ch- uh, you know, title cup going. And if you want to put all the kids in, then you're not going to be yeah. doing that, you know. And, I've all, and I keep saying, you know, if they're good enough, 
they'll make it. If they're not, they won't. So I'm not, I'm not some patsy yeah, for the I, I, youth. No, but also to be fair, when, you know, I, I remember seeing John Terry up at um, Oldham playing uh, fullback in How an, F, an, an F, FA Cup match, and uh, that was the ball, that was the match when when Babayaro punched the ball into the into the goal and it was given and, it, and the referee was actually summoned over by a policeman and the policeman pointed out because a riot ensued that you have to change his decision otherwise they, they would all come on the I pitch Thiago doing that once oh. as well you that as well but, uh, but anyway J- and JT wasn't great and yes he was nur- he was nurtured mm. through and I would like to see the opportunity of happening but it was a different world it was a different time a different world but a quality player would get the chance I mean agree with Chidge ultimately you want the best 11. I feel like Nick Clegg here. <laughs> you're going to resign now. Oh. Yeah, you're going to, yeah. Yes. I actually no. might, might well do that. I was just saying, I think. Who are we? It's the best 11. Mike Cameron. You're Tim Farron. <laughs> That's not a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> I just want the best 11 to play for Chelsea, where they come from the youth, yeah. where you spend 25 million quid on them, as long as they're the best. That's all I imagine. Do you know what, boys? I'm, I, that was, I have to say, you know, completely unplanned and, uh, and also quite unscripted, but that's probably the best a bit of a ding-dong we've had. Uh, a proper ding-dong, not like a nasty one. You know, in weeks. That was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. So I'm now going to change subject. Okay. Can we As talk a, about Quadrado for a second? We, oh, do you know what? Yeah, because he got in a minute. That was in, too many. In, in a minute we can. Okay. Um, because I want to carry on with Marco's brilliant... Su- I mean, he didn't... Yeah. I, this is my brilliant summary of what Marco did, but these are the points that he was making, which I just thought were really... Picking out what he was trying to say was quite funny. Uh, Remy... Uh, nearly, but not quite. And I think that was an, a really perfect description of Remy. Hazard, skill, silky skills, but let down by those around him. I think that's quite a fair Hazard point. Was, Hazard was excellent. Yeah. Absolutely you know, yeah, excellent exactly. last night. Costa, mixed performance. I thought that was kind. I, I mean, we were talking about yeah, this in the yeah. pub before, Smart. Definitely not match of course uh, not. sharp. Of course he not. hasn't played for six weeks. But why was not. he playing at all, guys? I bet he wanted to. Who gives a shit? To I Mourinho. want to play every yeah. week, but Jose yeah. doesn't pick me. Yeah, I'll get him to. All right, okay. I know yeah. you have contacts. I do, there. I do. Yeah. But because uh, you sit in the East Middle, yeah, of course know? I do. Yeah. Exactly, you yeah. can actually it's shout. Fact, you can shout to Jose. I do, and he, he puts his thumb he up. Does, to he does. Yeah. Yeah. And he puts oh, finger one up. Are you sure it's that way round? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, we were talking about this in the pub earlier. What? Why on earth did he pick Costa? Costa should be, you know. Signed off for the season, go and have his op, get better, and not, you know, go down with a hamstring three times next season. The only explanation I give is that he wants minutes, and that sounds like that's what he did want. Well, I just, I but whether really that's what the team it. wants is another matter. Really don't understand we'll it. bring it up later, but I thought Costa's playing and, what, and how he was treated brings up a lot of doubts for me for next season. In what um, respect? Um, because he's completely a marked man. And the referees are not willing to protect him in the slightest. I thought he had a dreadful match. What's his name, the referee? Jones. Mike yeah, Jones. Jones. We're going to talk about his incompetence a lot later. Incompetent all right? beyond belief. Yeah, we'll talk about Utterly it. Utterly prejudiced yeah. from the very beginning. We're going to that coming up on part I know, two. I know we do. Nice teaser, though, Jonathan. Exactly. That's why exactly. I put it in. Yeah. And can you, when you do things like that, in it, which are actually going to be teasers, can you do them in your teaser voice? Okay. Oh, the teaser voice would be, it's a teaser. Not, okay. not your Malteser voice. <laughs> How's that? Is no, that a teaser that's, voice? That's more Malteser, he's right. Or oh, that voice. That, I like quite Potter, that one. put down that wand. I that's quite, my I death quite like that. voice. I quite like <laughs> that. You are so not normal. You, you obviously had a lot of aggro on the way here tonight, didn't you? Yes, I did. You're so pumped up. Yeah, yeah. so are you. I'm, I'm just always like this. This is my natural pumped upness. <laughs> it took me 50 minutes to do a journey that normally takes 15. It's shit, isn't it? Oh, I know. I know. Oh. Why don't you phone me and tell, uh, ask me that? I've been avoiding the Chelsea Flower Show all week. It is a nightmare. So, were you listening to music in the traffic? 
And now I find out I was doing my singing exercise. Oh, were you? Okay. Me, 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 got on but I mean they didn't really I mean I think because Fabregas got sent out I mean oh. you know we're, we're going to do this to death in the next part but he kind of ruined it for completely. them yeah, completely so they didn't have much of a chance I now thought, finally West Bromwich supporters reaction to Brown was a despicable was a I pathetic agree. little club despicable disgraceful yeah. club disgraceful pathetic little club just because he played once for him when he was 16 16 yeah are they that precious yeah, oh, clearly yeah. you know one greedy bastard they are a pathetic singing. little club that I mean was. actually do you know what the reality is I mean the fans are pathetic but I actually quite like West Brom as a club I did a few interviews there years ago, or ten years ago now, and out of the, all, all the Premier League and in fact all the football clubs that I, you know, had to organise interviews with, they were by far the nicest and easiest to deal with. They were absolutely lovely, uh, but their fans are complete cockwombles. There's no other way of putting it. Um, and all right, and anybody, anybody else other than Jonathan and me? Uh, want to talk about the players and the performances before we go to the what could be quite a farcical man of the match? Yeah, I just think it was it was it was a nothing game. I think if there's anything was riding on it, it'd been a completely different performance. He didn't want to lose to Liverpool, so he set the team out not to lose because that was set a marker down for next season. West Brom had their cup final; they won it. It was un- underwhelming, and it's forgotten. Yeah. I tweeted the amount of fucks I give, same as Joe's medals in the mm, Premier League. Yeah, absolutely. Can, can, can you have a meaningless answer. game? Yes. Yeah. No, we're going to talk about that part two. Shut up! Yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've, I've just got some brilliant stuff. Clive O'Connell's listening. Clearly. Oh. I think he's in the States at the Evening moment. Clive. But yeah, he, yeah. Says, he says that he, he, he can't stand uh, West Brom fans because I, I, I can't stand why I don't like them, but there's something about them that makes me not like them. And he's just, he's just said on Mixler, Benefit Street Brummy Twerps, which, which begs the question, I would love to know, because I didn't read it, sorry Clive, I would love to know what Clive wrote about the, uh, in his match uh, weather, weather report for uh, the Bromwich driver. Driver, yeah, on the driver, driver on the wing. Clive, if, if you get a sec, just kind of summarise the, the, the funniest bits of your driver on the wing for West Brom and, I, and I'll tell everybody uh, who's, who's listening but anyway right okay we should do a, a very quick man of the match um, we just get talk about Quadrado again yeah oh second. god yeah we forgot I'm so Thank sorry Jonathan much, absolutely yeah, yeah, he yeah. is on the list yeah. he is but I got Thanks. distracted what, man by, of the match I, we, no, gave, we gave him four didn't we he, I got distracted by Aki and Brown but Quadrado yeah. yes please please coat him off as much as you, you knew like. the second he came on that that was the end of that that uh, Jose had given up Right. The second he yeah. came on. Okay, good point. Because he replaced um, Costa. Costa. And I thought, that's the 63 minutes. That's that. That's the end of the game. We're not going for it. That's mm. it. <laughs> He's going to be damaged limitation. Because we are dealing with a kind of, you know, just a shit. Car, car crash. A shit mouse Yeah. The, the, count, the counter argument to that would be that uh, Costa had played an hour. He'd already been booked. It was a good time to take yeah, him off. He, why didn't he put someone else on even? Well, you know, who else was there on the bench? He should have put Mikel on that. and played him up front. <laughs> yes, that would have been preferable. He, he could have put Izzy Brown on, but he wouldn't have yeah. played for him for half an hour. No, That's he wouldn't have wanted to play for half an hour. But this, we're going around in circles, yeah. but for once in a correct manner, because actually, you know, therein lies the point. You know, why didn't he bring Izzy Brown on for Costa after 63 minutes? Because, you know, what, He's a forward. what the fuck? Yeah. We're, we're, we're two, 3-0 down. You know, everybody's saying... No, I mean, and yeah. we'll get on to this in part yeah. two. Everybody's saying, well, it doesn't matter. Well, if it doesn't matter, play somebody like Izzy Brown. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. He brings on Cadrado, 
who seems even worse since he got his hair boofed up. I mean, what the fuck is the point? Anyway, I'm getting cross. I, I'm yeah. rubbing off. I blame you. Well, I, I blame I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm cross about yesterday's performance. I, I don't think are. it's like something you don't, you don't Hold, care keep about. Keep your powder dry yeah. on that because we're going to have a good one on that in a minute. Now, um, we are going to do a man of the match. Now, I'm going I'm to tell you who I've nominated. I have to say it was rather difficult. I think it's very easy. Now, I'm not going to get cross, Debs. I'm not going to let Jonathan make me cross. Very easy nomination. I'm not going to let. I'm not going to let Jonathan make me do it. <laughs> I don't, what do it is, I don't yeah. know yet. Anyway, right, man of the match. My nominations are, I Dan. wouldn't bother with it. Matic, uh, because I thought he put a shift in. Hazard, because like Jonathan, I agree. You know, he did yeah. his best, but he was let down by those random. My third nomination is Fabregas for possibly the funniest red card ever. ever. But you can't really give him man of the match for any, anything I else. I think that's more celery than yeah. yes, of the match. Okay, so I'm going to shut up, Dan. I think we should have our first ever men, women and kids man of the match and give it to the away fans mm. who are bloody brilliant. Darren wouldn't approve, but I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Mm. Do okay. you know what? I suggested that in the pub earlier as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There we yeah. go. So I've actually re- re- revealed, therefore, that actually Jonathan is not a voice and I am not the voice because Martin and Dan clearly are the voice of reason tonight. Yeah, the voice is a reason. The voice is a reason. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're well accord. It's so pedantic. Right, come on, man of the match, Jonathan. Hazard, who is wonderful. Hazard. Completely yeah. wonderful. I'm inclined to agree, mate, I have to say. Although I'm tempted by Matt. I mean, Fabregas is clearly in there because it amused me and I couldn't think of anybody else who was worthy of man of the match. I mean, I have to say, I really enjoyed the game because I thought despite us having 10 men, we know we had 78% possession mm. and we just couldn't finish it off. But we actually, the, the approach play was... was Glorious on occasions, and I thought Hazard was remarkable. If it lacked penetration, yeah, we, once we never again, got behind. Once again, we didn't. No. Right, sorry. Breaking news: Clive says comparison between London, a growing vibrant city, and Birmingham. Um, the damn thing just whizzed up the screen. I can't get it. I don't know how to get it. Damn it! Sorry, Clive. It looks good. Go and read it on Driver in the Wing. <laughs> Basically, says they're all twerps, and that's good enough for me. Smart man of the match for you. Man of the match. Well, I, as I said, I, I nominate the uh, the Chelsea away support. But if I had to pick a player, it would be Hazard because, mm. well, he looked the most effective. Well, we are we got we do have to pick a player, and I, I think I think you know we've got two Hazards. Hazard, yeah. Well, there you go. And I'm inclined to agree with you. Blimey, we're kind of uh, unanimous. The there wasn't much else to go for, uh, to be honest. Daza, Daza's made a good point here. He says Hazard's work on the ball, as always, quality, but rightly said, no penetration. But I, I think I don't think anybody's going to disagree with Hazard. You can't vote for the fans as man of the match. I understand the sentiments people out in Mixler, but you can't. Those are the rules. Uh, so I think, yeah, yeah, Diane, the lovely Diane. Diane says CFC. Uh, yes, I can hear it. I can hear you, can you? strumming Go on the table. How, how bizarre that they're working so well. They are. Well, it's nice. At least I sorted it out for you. Thank you very much. You know, most people in my position would have just left you with a mic. I'd work. have been happy then. I'd, I'd have noticed. And I'd but have he has got a nice blue else. lead. Blue is the colour. And yeah. he's got his blue denim shirt on, so yeah, leave him you. alone. All right, people, we're going to have a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about... Um, the fact that, well, is there is there such a thing as a meaningless match? Um, was Fabregas uh, a naughty boy? He's clearly not the Messiah anymore. And uh, we will salute the very special Chelsea away support. We will see you in a jiffy. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. Yeah, 
Welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge and you are listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. And as always, I have with me the lovely Dr. Mart. The lovely, cuddly, but ever so slightly fractious Jonathan Kidd. Tetchy, tetchy kid. Tetchy, tetchy kid. Uh, That sounds very wrong. (laughs) If you mispronounce that slightly. Tetchy or touchy? Yes, exactly. Uh, and the wonderful and very sensible Dan, Dan Silver. So there you go. And we've got absolutely loads of people in Mixler uh, who have had to put up with more technical issues, and I'm very, very sorry for that. Um, but you know what? Hey, don't worry. You can always listen to the uh, podcast when I put it up later tonight. But we've got Dazza, JP McCrae, Brian Paul, Sheridan Seattle, Gillian, the lovely Alison, Jonathan Sharp, who was here, here on that very sofa not two weeks ago, Clive Lewis, the lovely Debs, Tim Redig- Redigolo, which is... a Almost Alan Brazil esque pronunciation, no doubt. Steve Hadlow, Nicky Kilduff, Nicky, I'm off to Ireland in about a month's time for Dazza's wedding. Jack CFC, we've got Anibans in here, which is brilliant. Diane, the lovely Jack Aranda chick. Kurt, Clive O'Connell, who was here last week. Garrett Burke, Eric Morabito, it goes on and on and on. We are blessed to have so many lovely people in the house tonight. Anyway. Um, the first part of this second part really has got to be, is there such a thing as a meaningless match? I mean, I, I don't, th- you know, everybody was saying it last night, Dan, weren't they? And, and, and you know, I, I'm not buying this. I don't like losing. No, you know, I don't like losing. I don't like losing 3-0. I don't like losing to West Brom. I don't like losing. So I think there's a lot of bullshit being talked about this. Oh, it was only a meaningless match. <sighs> It's meaningless when it matters. I don't, it didn't matter last night. What minds doesn't matter, what matters doesn't mind. Yeah, I just think it's one of those games, I think, had Fabregas not been sent off, I think it would have been a one-all, but that completely changed the game, which we'll talk about later. We won the league, the motivation's completely gone. I don't believe they've been training regularly since we won the league, so that obviously has an impact. It, I think they've been training their right arms. Yeah, if, like, for drinking, I should Yeah, or counting that. their bonuses. I just, bad day at the office... Bad day at the office. I hate, I hate losing as well, but it didn't have any impact. It wasn't a negative defeat. I hate losing, but you know, I'd rather lose three 0 when we won the league than three 0 when we're willing yeah. trying to win the league. Well, I'm, I'm I'm not massively happy. I know Jonathan's not. I mean, Jonathan, after the match, uh, you know, Jose was was not only was he saying that the players were unmotivated, but he was kind of blaming himself, saying that I'm not motivated. I, I mean, I'm sorry, but he's a great motivator. Surely he should get him up for every match. Well, perhaps in this instance he didn't, which in which case well, clearly he, he it was a, it was an error. But um, uh, my my disappointment with it, it, it it isn't meaningless because it's going to have repercussions for next year. In what, in what respect? Uh, Fabregas misses the first two games. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, yeah, and and about and similarly with um, the way that uh, Costa's being treated by referees, which is uh, absolutely appalling. Look, I, you're, you're keen to uh, this is an interesting point, and you, you you got into this a little bit in part one. I I, I would like to allow you your head and talk about I'm this because I think now is it's now a, a moment yeah. I can talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that um, I think you as you said he was wrong to appear to play well, because I, he, I, he was yeah. a, a quarter fit, but um, uh, the, the 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 tussle that he had with their centre half. Um, neither of them appeared to be uh, at fault to the extent you couldn't see whether somebody had pushed somebody or p- pinched somebody or done anything. So for for the referee immediately to give well, let's not uh, get done to the give, referee to give Costa uh, a yellow card. No, but it stirred it up. But it's well, yeah. the consequence was that it's important because it meant that he was being uh, picked on by by the officials because the linesman said it was. I think he got the message from the linesman as well. And the consequence of that is that every single time that he was fouled from then on. 
it was ignored mm. completely ignored now for me if this is going to be the pattern for next season well, it's already been the pattern this for the season. whole season i know i know yeah. but if it's going to carry on it brings immense doubts to me as to whether whether we can still maintain that level of commitment from him because the the officials he's absolutely correct Mourinho. the officials are completely against him but also the number of times that hazard got fouled again last night mm. and so any team that just wishes to to destroy them the one the one problem that we have was you couldn't get up to that same level that we normally get up to because they weren't as committed but if that is the kind of thing that we have to put up with it is just absolutely absurd jonathan kidd uh, you you should get stuck in traffic every time you come on the podcast because you are on fire tonight yeah. i mean don't take this the wrong way because I think you're lovely and you talk lots of sense every time you're on here, not least because you entertain me royally. But in, in, in the first two parts, you've come out with two of the most interesting points I think we've had on this show for the last three years. No. I, see, I, I shit you not. No. I, I think he's got a major point here, Smart. Oh, there is a point. And the, the other point is that once, once Costa had been booked, the West Brom players were trying to wind him Which up is, and make yeah, him rip. Yeah, yeah. We know they And actually, do, he did well to keep, keep, did, keep yeah. a lid on it. He did. And he, he actually kind of, I, I remember, Dan, he made a massive show of not re- There was an awful, awful foul. Absolutely. Uh, I, I forget. Gardner. Who, it was Gardner. Yeah. Thank Gardner, the right bloody word for him, mate. He shouldn't be a footballer. He should have been sent but, off. Well, yeah. I mean, it was an appealing was double scissor tackle. Yeah. And he was clearly hurt. Which is no mean feat. Then to he hurt. kicked him in the head as he went past. Yeah, on the box. You so know, so and and, and, and and actually, I thought he did really well because I think his natural inclination was to get up and clobber this prick. But actually, he held himself back oh. and just appealed to the referee. Now, I mean, go talking about referees generally because I, 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 you really tapped into something here, which actually I was going to talk about anyway. But, um, I thought Mike Jones' performance last night was absolutely abysmal. It was inept, incompetent. But worse than that. Uh, it, it was just indicative of the point that Jonathan's been making, that all season, I think not just Chelsea, I think the entire Premier League has put up with rubbish refereeing. It's absolutely out of control. Now, without getting too much into the whole Fabregas thing, I can definitely say that none of that would have happened if that bloody ginger idiot who looks like Kevin De Bruyne of a referee had the cojones to have controlled the situation and managed the situation, you know, it's arguable whether Costa deserved a yellow card. Personally, I don't think he did. But if he did, certainly one of the West Brom defenders did. Yeah. But he never exerted any authority and control of that situation. And boom, it exploded. You could as a argue result. that Fletcher should have been sent off for pushing. You could indeed. Fabregas. Yes, it was you just. Could a, ju- it was he. It was violent conduct. Aggressive. Yeah, yeah. that aggressive. was violent. What yes. Fabregas did wasn't well, he pushed violent. Him. He pushed him. Two hands on. Yeah, hands yeah, that's, on. That, and if, if Fabregas yeah, had actually, point, if, yeah. if Fabregas had, had fallen over, then he would have been left with no option but to send him off. But Fabregas did did the, the you know the good thing and Stood stayed out. Yeah. yeah. But the worrying thing, the worrying thing, Dan, if you if if if, if you take and, and Martin, if you if you take uh, what Jonathan's saying to its inexorable conclusion, um, then you know if we if we're going to get we've had the wrong end of refereeing decisions all season as as Kurt's just said how many penalties we've had not many um if if Costa's going to get picked on and 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 punished erroneously but never protected mm-hmm. if Hazard's going to be continually fouled and kicked if things like what happened to Matic this season go on if if this continues into next season what on earth is going to happen? Because, I mean, I think, I mean, it's a shame that, that they don't do that brilliant website that used to go on about, you know, they, they kind of would calculate every bad decision that went against you or for you and they'd do a league, league table yeah. based on that. They no longer do it, which is a great show. I can't remember what it's called. But, I mean, Jose's already said that we're 20 points worse off because of poor refereeing decisions. Yeah. I and mean, where's this going to end, Dan? 
until the referees are held to task for their actions. I mean, with Costa, that's part of his game. So we know he's going to miss games for, for suspension because he's aggressive. And he's sometimes he is in the wrong. And I, mean, yeah, you know, I, I mean, think we'd admit that. Exactly. But more needs to be done. We need consistency across the board, not just for Chelsea, for all clubs. We need referees to say, right, this is a yellow card offence. Book him every time. I don't care if it's 15 bookies a game because... If they're consistent, it'll stop. All these like niggly little fouls that go on yeah. unpunished. The, the continual if cheating. You, yeah, exactly. We'll I, get... I think on another level, sorry to interrupt, sorry. but I think on another another level, uh, they will have to consider if they're going to buy this chap Griezmann from uh, Atletico, he may be the first choice. He's, he's more of a wide player than a forward. Oh, is he? He's yeah. not a, but he's still we, scoring the number the, of the goals. The bottom line is, we, one of the things we're going to talk about, I'm sure at one point, is we need another striker, A, to help Costa, B, to deal with the Costa suspensions. So, but then does that become somebody who is as good a player as Costa? Oh, we've got Remy. Yeah, yeah, but Re- third, Remy's a completely different, different Remy, style Remy's of player. Different type of player. Remy, Remy's yeah. much calmer. He doesn't yeah. doesn't get. <coughs> yeah. Costa's always going to get wound up, and it's it's you know very much. But he fits more the, the big line. personality centre forward. He's great. That, that he's great centre forward. You know, I'm, I'm not denying his twenty goals his, 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 marv- his, his yeah. brilliance. He's brilliant and he's great for the club. However, if he is a marked man by both referees well, and op- op- opposition defences. Agreed. We are in a bad Yeah, way. we are. And but, that really worries me. Do you know what worried me most yeah. about uh, last night, going back to the referee? It, it, it wasn't just his obvious incompetence. Um, but, you know, he looked like a, like a you know... Okay, when, when you get... And I'm, I'm not condoning this. And, I mean, actually, as it happens, the West Brom players are, I think, worse than Chelsea were in crowding him out and threatening him and intimidating him. But, you know, you can tell when somebody is shitting a brick and being intimidated. And he looked like it. He, he, he just looked like he was, he was scared. He was intimidated. He backed off. And, 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 and of course, the, uh, the referee's only recourse when they've clearly shat their pants and they don't know what to do is to dish out punishment in, in, in terms of a yellow or a red card. You know, a real man, a man who was confident in his own ability, who was confident and happy in his authority, would have stood up to that lot and just put his hand up and yeah. said, Oi, yeah. no, absolutely, back off or you're all getting yeah. booked. You know, he would have exerted authority on that situation. And this little shit crapped his pants and got it all wrong Mark I can't believe that Costa is going to be washed up next season won't be able to do a thing right because the other players and the refs are going to gang up on him I don't believe I think he's got he's more than a flat track bully he's got more to him than that his link up play he might be a flat track bully but I'm a fat track bully but his 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 link up play is is exactly I agree completely I'm not I'm not not he may have to adapt but he's not washed up but no, but I'm 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 worried that it is isn't in his hands. Mm. That's my worry because last night uh, it, he was committed, but he was fouled an enormous amount. He was and ignored, and the referee ignored it completely. And and if this keeps if this goes on all the time, you have to you have to to make a decision from a, a, a managerial level to say you know we can't cope with it. I have to say I think it works better if the team are up for it around him, and the team weren't up for it yeah. as much last no. night as we've if, said. If you look at Costa's so, stats based on missing. 15, 20 games. I take that all day, every day, because he's got 20 goals. He's missed 15 games through injury and suspension, and he's got you know some very crucial goals. But, but then they have to buy another player. Oh yeah, but that's that's a given. But to counteract the, the argument, Martin, you've got a fan. Uh, in fact, you've got two fans. In fact, uh, you know, uh, Alison says thank you, Mark, the voice of reason, and uh, Deb says I agree with Mark. Sorry, I oh, thought, yeah. I thought about, about what bit? I thought. John I don't know, but I just thought I'd tell him he's got a couple yeah. of fans. Okay, no, but I don't know which bit they're agreeing with. 
I don't know what Martin was agreeing with I, th- me. I think, no, I, I know. You're what, just blowing I, smoke up my ass. I am blowing smoke up your ass. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to have a cigarette in a minute, actually. Then I can, oh, do, I can do it literally. Is, is that okay with yeah, you? Can I, can I watch? Well, is that okay with you that I have a cigarette? Not that I blow in it up. In here? Yes. Okay, no, no. Is that okay no. if you don't? No, Sorry, Mark. It is. I'm, I'm asthmatic. I know, no, I know. That's you. why I asked you. Thank you. Could you go outside? Yes, I will. Even it's your own fault. I know. Sorry. We'll just put you in the garden. We'll get a very long cable, actually. If you want, I'd be quite happy to do that. Anyway, no, no, no. We'll Jonathan outside. What they, what they were agreeing with, what they were agreeing so, with, was the fact that he doesn't think Costa's washed up, and I, and no, I would. No, I didn't say he was I, washed I, up. I know, I know. I haven't said that. I'm summarizing. I know. It's but, what I do. They, 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 but not Calm used to down. The voice of reason. Right. We just Can we pick up on this? On the, we, we've kind of got into the whole ref thing, and, yeah. and uh, you know, we might as well pick up on the whole Fabricus thing right here and now. But I mean, Dan, I mean, you know, it was hilarious. I mean. Should it have been a yellow or a red? I mean, I, I'm inclined to say it should have been a yellow. I can't see why that's a, you know was, violent conduct. It was petulant. Had he hit a Chelsea player, would he still send him off? I think it was a yellow card. I think the referee completely yeah, he lost, lost control, it, didn't he? Lost, lost control. control. Never yeah. a red card. He saw John Terry's face. He's like, what? oh, well, that's hilarious. And you, yeah. you often think a, a player's reaction to a bad tackle, a referee's decision, is a really good barometer. The actual situation. He was like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, I mean, how, how you know how can Ashley Barnes not be sent off for what he did to Matic? Consistency. It's all we ask you know, for. and and and, yeah. and Fabregas get an immediate, uh, uh, you know, a, a red card it, it for that. It was ridiculous. In in, in in a not particularly violent match, he, he pinged the ball and it ruined the game. Yeah, it, it changed the game. I mean, Brunt who got hit didn't react. He's like, oh, I mean, the only thing what, I, the, I, I think Fabregas was just bored. <laughs> he was across the other side of the penalty area. There was this big frack-ass going on when the referee wasn't really sorting it out. As yeah, Alison says As Fabricius you correctly ball. said. I think Fabregas was just bored and he had a little crossbar challenge of his own, which yeah. he won. A great but pass. It, he got sent off for dangerous play. Now, I don't believe for one minute it was dangerous play. That'll be the, the, the basis of the appeal that it was ungentlemanly conduct rather than oh, dangerous oh, play. Oh, uh, and he'll get banned for the next game Fergie. and I think that'll be the end. He of hasn't that. got a leg to stand I blame Unfortunately, Fergie. My, why, why my not, knowledge why not? of the laws is that it's considered dangerous play kicking the ball at somebody. Yeah, but the balls so, they play with, if it was yeah, the old-fashioned leather balls with laces and all that, it could have knocked somebody well, out. It, oh, yeah, but it, but that, they're like a balloon. That's the what you're taught at, at, um, at referee school that kicking the ball at an opponent is violent. Actually, I remember it happening in a World Cup once. Yeah, Turkey. Well, Ray Wilkins threw a football at the ref and so they were got hit. He went down like mm. a shot. Yeah, um, bit, though, that's a very good point you made, though. But if it had hit a Chelsea player, what would he have uh, done then? Yeah. What would he have done then? And it was the very it was annoying. His accuracy was an, was an, was an, you know annoyingly predictable. He was, hit, he was obviously aimed well. Or was he? Or was he just booting it, it into the well, air, it, into the you know, into the area? So if he hit the referee, he'd be fucked. He, he got he got the he got the main brunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what what I would say though, I mean, the, the only thing I'm really cross about and regret is the fact he didn't hit the referee full on the face. Well, and then it would have been, been worth six, it. That would have been a six. But it would have been battle. kind of worth it, really, because that little scrape really deserved it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're right though, Jonathan. There is a serious point to this, and I mean, you know, for example, Dan Levine was was you know coming out with lots of umbrage last night about it and saying what a silly boy he'd been. Didn't see the funny side of it at all, but you know. I'm afraid I've, I haven't. Either. Well, I've, I I've heard was... some of Dan's jokes, so I can understand the lack of sense of humour. But <laughs> um, you know, but I've got a sense of humour, and I still found it absolutely no. There appalling. is, there is, there is, there is a, there is a. It was just stupid madness. Absolutely. I think mad. two things that really annoy me about it, actually, Jonathan, is is number one, you know, it, it changed the game uh, dramatically, and I think certainly in terms of actually Aki and Ruben Loftus Cheek yeah, yeah. and Brown getting a proper chance in yeah. the game. Uh, but I think the other thing. Is that he's now going to miss the first two games of the season, yeah. isn't he, Dan? Yeah, yeah, he will do. Yeah, Charity Shield doesn't count, so he'll miss the first two games. So he'll probably get Man U away and Man City away mm. when the fixtures come out. 
Yeah, but, because the FA will screw us with yeah. that. I mean, I, I tell you, this whole referee thing does smack well, us some sort of a campaign. Chelsea says something about thinks he's a big man, but he's not a big man. He had to try and Joe. I think he said in his post-match that he, when a referee thinks he's a big man, but he's yeah. not a big man, he well, needs to take the action. Well, that's kind of the point I was yeah. making. You know, the well, guy if, was an if, idiot. If history repeats itself, the first game will probably be against a promoted team. It very often is. Oh, who knows, mate? And then the second one will be against one of the big teams. Yeah. It who very often say? is. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, it was funny, but it is silly because it has got repercussions. And I said, I think actually the thing that a lot of people missed, actually a lot of people on Twitter didn't miss this last night, to be fair, but... I think the immediate ramification was that actually it denied Aki and Brown and Ruben Loftus-Cheek a chance to play more in that game. It also denied him the opportunity to beat Thierry Henry's assist record in the Premier League. Like we really care. Clifford Blue Yank Crivello is in the house. Cliff, it's great to see you in there and happy birthday for you. I think your birthday was over the weekend, wasn't it, mate? So happy birthday to you. Um, it's very bad that we have not seen you for a long time. Am I right, Martin? Well, you haven't. But I did see the thing. I did send him greetings for his yeah. birthday, yes. Oi, oi! He said, oi, oi. Yeah, 51. No way. Clifford, you, tell me that you're going to see... Uh, Is that all? Tell me that you went to see Rush in Tulsa. I'll never forgive you if you didn't. Anyway, moving on. Um, uh, on, on a pause, Actually, we should just wrap up on the Is It a Meaningless Match or Not? Because... I was um, just thinking that. Yeah, I mean, you and I were talking about this in the pub before. I mean... <laughs> This has happened before, you know. I think when, when you, we won it in 2005, we lost, we lost, we lost 3 0 to games. Newcastle, didn't we? Yeah, we lost the last two games. I think it might have been a sending off in there. I can't there. remember yeah. what the other one was, yeah. but we lost yeah. the last two Black games. Bone. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it seems to be rather endemic. And I, think, I, I think it's. Well, there's two points here. Firstly, there's a difference between a game which doesn't make any difference to either team's season and a meaningless game, because every game has a meaning in one way or another. Yeah. There's no such thing as a meaningless game. There's a game that's a dead rubber. And the result doesn't mean anything to anybody. Yeah. But it's how you play the game that makes a difference. Well, so I, I, it sounds very old-fashioned. But, one but one other aspect was it, it did allow the, the fans to be completely phenomenal. We're going to get onto that. I know we are. I'm yeah. giving you a nice little lead-in. It's a bit too early for the teaser because I've got a gag to get in oh, there first. Right, the other point is, as we, as we saw in 2005, it's human nature. Once the trophy, the premiership trophy is... Well, we haven't actually got the trophy in the bag, but we've won it. It's human nature that the, 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 the pressure goes yeah. off, the, the, the intensity goes yeah. off. And actually, and that was so do apparent. You know, do you know what's smart? I think there's a really interesting point yeah. he's made there, Dan, because actually what's defined Chelsea's season is the intensity and the focus with which uh, you know Jose has instilled in them, which has yeah. got them over the line in matches they might not otherwise Absolutely. have won. Mm. So I think that's a really good point. I tell you why I think, though. I think it was. Del- I was delighted to hear Jose in the uh, post-match presser basically adapting or adopting my idea from last week, which is basically you end the season yeah. when Chelsea win the title, mm. so oh. that once we've won, then then that's it. The season's no, I over. I thought he rather cunningly blamed it on the other teams for not he being did. good enough that yeah, we won I it so that was early. Very funny. Very funny. Now, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you, and I, discipline too, Chid. Discipline for what? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Good point, Kurt. Um, Jonathan's itching to talk about it, as am I, and, and, and he's not wrong. I think if there was one great thing uh, that came out of last night, it was the Chelsea away support, who, who I think actually this season have been spectacularly phenomenal. I mean, we've got a few of them in the house tonight. Yeah. I know Debs was there last night. I'm sure Debs was there last night. Um, I think, you know, really for me, it was epitomised by a 34-minute version of we won the league we won the league henry winter quoted in the telegraph that it yeah. was um did you read that yeah that it was uh he thought it had beaten the numbers at the 19 
86 rendition of Amazing Grace, which went what, what game? I don't think Chelsea, I don't know, was, Chelsea, 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 yeah, yeah, Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. Actually, you know what? Chelsea, I, I wish Chelsea. I'd seen that, but that's great knowledge by Henry because yeah. it's one of the things I remember from the 80s. Uh, and and Tell used to talk about it a lot yeah, on the did, show, yeah. didn't he? But he, you know, we would for almost an entire half just go Chelsea, 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 and it would really piss, piss the everybody off. Yeah, everybody know, know. off. And they'd sing a song, and by the, when they finished, we'd still be doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I and I love that. That's one of my my most vivid rem- memories from the eighties because I don't have much memories of the football because no, they're too busy. But no, uh, I, just, I don't have any brain cells. But it was it. Re- you know, it's funny because it reminded me of the eighties a lot. That that the fact that they went on for thirty four minutes and yeah, just yeah. kept singing that same song. Did you time it? No, but Dan Dan Levine did. That's It'd be great, great if somebody actually recorded it. Wouldn't that There's be a few things going on Twitter and oh, yeah. so on about it. But yeah. it was just phenomenal support. I mean, again, Monday night, two and a half, three thousand fans singing their voices out. That we got fantastic support. I think every away game domestically sold out. I've been to a couple, and in and in hours. Yeah, in know? hours. I've been yeah. to a couple, and the fans have been absolutely fantastic. I mean, Leicester yeah. was brilliant. The fans were phenomenal, non-stop from start to finish. You know, we get cursed off for having plastic fans, but I think we've got fab- fabulous fans. Well, you know what Jonathan was saying about, I mean, actually in the ground in the 80s when we would yeah. just do Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea for ages. And it, he's right, it pissed everybody off. The beautiful thing about what we did uh, yesterday is that we pissed people off outside of the ground as well because the number of Arsenal fans having a meltdown on Twitter about it, mm-hmm. singling that song. Why are they singing that song? Why are they singing that song? Oh, no. Shut up, singing that song. They really hated it. It's the they? green-eyed monster. And oh, the, f- the funniest was someone tweeting, Jose, shake your head, you've lost 3-0, why go on the pitch, give it the big I am. Well, uh, do you know what? Again, I mean, it's been a funny old season uh, for Jose in some respects. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not massively happy that he, he's coated off the home support because you know as I've said before on the show I think he's pointing the finger at the wrong people he should be pointing the finger at the club for the for the for the you know the impact that they've had on the changing demographic of, of the kind of people that you get in there um, so in view of that I'm delighted that he does actually recognize that the away support are the heart and heart and soul of the support of yeah, this absolutely. club you know and and I Same thought it was you know the great thing about Mourinho he never does anything by accident absolutely that at the end I almost Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? 
Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But you stayed too long. I it was a bit staged. Come off, come off a bit. Come it on was now. a bit staged, no. but I, I, he was, lower lip was quivering. He, you know, he, I mean, mate, you're an actor. I mean, that, but I love the fact that he timed it. This. He turned away that second. He'd finished. And there was JT next yeah. to him. Yeah. He'd just come across. Yeah. And he across. made the players, you know. He made them come across. But he stole... Yeah. All the press, didn't he, by doing yeah, that? He did. He so took he does, does all that, the dif- all yeah. it deflected everything away from the team's lack of performance. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think he did it for that. I think I think he. I mean, he knows that he's pissed a lot of us off because, as, as I say, I, you know, I think he, he's he's, you know, it's 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 too easy to criticise the home support and say mm. it's crap and the atmosphere is rubbish. You know, it's it's a much bigger and more complex issue than that. As everybody who listens to this show knows, everybody around this table knows. And I, and I expect more uh, from a man of Jose's intelligence. And I mean, I know you can argue, well, you know, it made a little bit of a difference, blah, 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 blah. But it's, it, it's, it's not addressing the substantive issues that are behind the lack of atmosphere at Stamford Bridge. But nevertheless, it was the right thing to do to go and acknowledge that away support who have been phenomenal. I mean, frankly, and okay, I know we're all biased, but, you know, I think in terms of numbers, in terms of commitment, in terms of the noise that they make, I, I would say that they are the best away supporters in the land, no doubt. Yeah, exactly. We get to see eight, 19 away fans every season, and they very, very make any noise. I yeah. mean, you know, London Derby, Spurs, And, mate, it doesn't take Arsenal. a lot to outsing Stamford Bridge, let's exactly. be fair. I'm sure Zay Murray wanted to thank the away supporters, yeah, but it, really it did serve did. a dual purpose as well. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, fair play to him for doing that, and uh, and you know, and so he should. They are, they are, you know, you know. I mean, I I still phenomenally believe in a bit of a hierarchy, actually, in terms of support, you know. And and I don't go away hardly at all. Okay, there are many good reasons why I don't, but I consider anybody who goes away more than me a better supporter than I am by a long shot. You know, that's well, because you're brassic. Well, I'm skint and I'm married and don't want to be divorced because I'm skint. But, you know, <laughs> you know, it all kind of works out the way. But, you know, if I went to every every game, home and away, in Europe, I would sit there and say, well, OK, well, come and find somebody who's a better sport than me. There won't be many. I'm not. I don't do that. But for the people that do, my hat is well and truly totally off to Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to go to every away game. Yeah. So would I. I mean, it'd be amazing. What a lovely note to end this part on, actually. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, Chelsea away support. You are special. I think a round of applause. Yeah, absolutely. A round of applause for you. Fantastic. Okay, uh, after the break, we're going to be looking at... Oh, I forgot to trail this at the beginning, didn't I? Oh, no, I didn't. I did. I, I can't remember. I can't even remember who I am. That's doesn't it. matter. Just do it now. Uh, okay, we're going to be uh, having a look back at that very, very, very special day in Munich exactly three years ago. Oh, what uh, happened then, Chidge? When we became European champions. Oh, yeah. And we destroyed Spurs. Champions of Europe. We know, we know what, what we are. We are. Uh, we'll also be discussing the news that Stamford Bridge uh, redevelopment seems to have got some traction. And we're going to be talking about Peter Cech, who seems to be checking out. Uh, Martin and I are going for a quick even fag. Pe- petering out. Petering out. Oh, very good. Very good. Like that. Martin and I are going to go for a quick fag. Uh, and Dan's going to get J- uh, Jonathan a cup of coffee. And then we'll be back with you in a minute. Thank you very much. I'm going to lie down here. Real fans, real opinions. 
I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Right, we are back. Welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge, and of course, you're listening to the Chelsea Fancast. And I've got the lovely Dr. Mark with me. Good evening. And I've just had a quick fag with him, and we've got the lovely Jonathan Kidd. Hello, Chidge. Who's Thank ne- you very much for going outside and doing oh, the smoking right, you know, thing. I'm very, I'm very nice to people, and I even made you a very nice coffee. How's your coffee? Very delicious. Thank lovely. You. And, uh, of course, last but by no means least, with the fantastic Dan Silver. So there we go. Uh, you right? Yeah, fantastic coffee. Good, good, good. So we such clever cups that don't get hot on the outside. Oh yeah, these are nice. Uh, from John, uh, from Peter, uh, Peter Jones actually. These silver kind of thermos flask is that type the Peter mugs. Peter Jones up the road. It is local produce. Other John Lewis's are available. Other John Lewis's are available. Uh, but we should be sponsored really by Peter Jones and Machu Picchu Coffee. That would be Machu Picchu. Good, anyway, enough of that. Um, this is going to hopefully be a wonderfully indulgent twenty-five minutes. Uh, because, of course, as luck would have it, um, because Chelsea played on Monday last night, and that means we couldn't do the podcast, uh, it meant that we had to do it tonight. And of it course, the 19th of May. It is the mm-hmm. 19th of May, a day or a date that is indelibly inked upon every Chelsea supporter's brain. Um, and of course, as all, all of you will know, three years to the day, we won the Champions League, the cup with the big ears. And... You know, I for one... We were all there. We were, we were all there. there. We were all there. there. I for one, I for one will nail my colours to the Masters as it was the greatest day of my life. Oh, indeed. Um, but um, Apart from when I married my delightful wife, of course. Uh, inclu- I'm including... And when my including delightful that. girlfriend gave yeah. birth. Yeah. I'm, mm. I'm including all of that. It's still the greatest day of my life. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, why don't we have... Let's have just a wonderful, self-indulgent yeah. remembrance of it. I'm going to start with Smart. Just give me your recollections just, of that it, day. It, it wasn't just the match. It, it, it was the whole thing. I mean, the night before was sort of quite raucous. I remember going to the Shakespeare and we took the whole place over, including the hi-fi. Uh, and, uh, we, the hi-fi? The hi-fi. Yeah. The, and the Shakespeare the sound pub. system in the Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. We took it over and we were playing Chelsea That's songs. what you call it, the sound there system, was, mate. I mean, the sound system. Sound right. system. There was, um, you nearly called it a disco, didn't we you? Used you? To, we used to call it a stereo. Stereogram. Stereogram. Yes, you did. Yes, yes. So we played the stereogram. Yes. And yes. we played some old Chelsea songs, which of course... Played some old Chelsea we all, songs. We all joined we in. We all follow the Chelsea. In a raucous manner. Keep the blue flag flying high. Ten German bombers. Fuck them all. No, fuck them all. United West Ham. And Millwall, uh, yeah. I mean, I see. I mean, for those of you who can't remember, because we, we've done this to death on many shows in the past, of course. And I remember a particularly brilliant post Munich show. But um, for me, it was a funny old thing because I had no money. Uh, I, I just, I think the company had gone pear shaped a few months before, so I had no money. So therefore, I, I was really worried about whether I'd have enough loyalty points to get a ticket. And uh, the Chelsea fan cast mob of that time, which was basically the Normans and Darren, Smart, Cheltel, Phil, Big Phil, and all of that lot, were, were you know two weeks before. So come on, Chidge, we're getting a bus, we're getting a mini bus, and we're all going to drive over there, and we're going to go a couple of days before, and we're going to stay a couple of days. You got to come, you got to come, you got to come. You you are the Chelsea fan cast. You got. I said, guys, look, you know, I, I, I'm not. No, I, I can't commit to that because, you know. I don't, I'm not going to go if I don't have a ticket. I'm just not going to go if I don't have a ticket. Anyways, luck would have it, cutting a long story short, uh, I got offered a, a bit of work about three or four days before the final. And, uh, of course, I said yes. 
and uh, then I had to speak to the boss, and, they, and I said, "Well, I can. I, when do you want me to start?" And they said, "Well, Saturday, which was obviously the day of the game." And I said, "Well, I can't start Saturday. It'll have to be Monday." And they said, "Well, why?" And I said, "Well, I'm going to go to the Champions League final and, and watch Chelsea beat Bayern Munich." And I got absolutely no sympathy from this woman who didn't understand. And luckily, I was working for an executive producer who's, who's a massive Man United fan and who was at Barcelona, you know, and he gets it. And I said, "Look, talk to Ben." And then come back to me because I knew that if she spoke to Ben, he'd say, yeah, no problem. And anyway, she comes back, phones me up 10 minutes later, says, Ben says, yeah, but don't come up, don't turn up too fucked up on Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you know, fair yeah. play. So I, I, I only made it at the last minute and got a flight out on the day and had to come back that night. So I missed out on all the fun that you lot were having. Because I travelled there from, from Tel Aviv. You did, didn't you? Yeah, via, via Istanbul. Yeah, um, but I, I ordered my ticket online, and the I didn't. I had enough loyalty points for some reason. I don't know quite how, but I did. Well, and I got a ticket, and, and and that that nice Mister Mister Mooring collected it for me and brought it out yeah, to Tel Aviv for me. Ross and so that all worked. Pablo were all there, weren't and they? Then of course there was the the um, the, the morning and the lunchtime before the game. We were in the. Augustina Beerkeller, just, just north, north of, of Bahnhof. I know. Well, I mean, you know, so, sorry. I mean, I, I, Dan and Dan and Jonathan are, in, you know, I'm are, inclu- this. are included. No, in this I have my stories are, are, are very small in comparison with yours. Oh, so you we'll keep find out going. in a minute. We'll find out in a minute. But Martin's dead right because I, I got over there, you know, quite early in the morning, and uh, you know, headed for uh, Marianne Platz, Marianne Platz, uh, to find it completely mobbed with with Bayern fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'll go and have some breakfast. I had some frühstück uh, in a in a funny in a funny in a funny sort of cafe, and it was horrible. Actually, not one of those cafes. No, not that kind of cafe. (laughs) It was the worst frühstück I've ever had. But the best thing about it was that I actually did meet uh, up with Sammy Al Rice and Yusuf, I think. But with his David Lewis wig. Yeah. So and then we had to make it all the way because you know I was phoning up these idiots all morning, and they were like. Oh, no, I couldn't get hold of any of them. They were basically so hungover, none of them had got up yet. Yeah, we were, yeah. Yeah, you know, and this, by now it's about, it's about like getting for lunchtime. So anyway, me and Sammy headed off for the Augustina beer keller just north of Hauptbahn. And, and it took us an hour to walk there. It only takes about 15, 20 minutes because, you know, Sammy had this David Louis wig on <laughs> and, and the Bayern Munich fans were just stopping him every, you know, three minutes wanting to have a bloody photograph taken with him. Because they thought he was David Louis. Well, I just thought he looked right. like a cock and I thought it would make a good photograph, <laughs> no, I expected. Yeah. But anyway, so it took us a long time to get there, but we did get there and we met up with Smart and Phil and all of that lot looking very, very ropey. And we were in this um, beer keller, and there must have been 3,000 people in it. I'll tell you how, 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 how ropey we were feeling. That Phil and I were actually drinking Radlers, which is the German equivalent of Shandy. Really? <laughs> we were feeling that ropey. <laughs> well, you soon went on to the, onto the proper beer later. How many people were in that beer garden, you reckon? I've got thousands. I mean, it must be three, oh, four thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. Of which there are only about two hundred Chelsea, from yeah. what I could figure out. And they were all in this corner, and uh, that's where all you lot were. But it is an industrial beer selling operation. It was it's brilliant. The Germans yeah. are very good. at Well, that. apart from one thing, is the fact that they had all of these uh, wonderful steins of lager, mm. you know, all on a on a kind of a row on this mm. table. And then there was this big queue, and me and Sammy thought, no bollocks to that. So we just front front helped, helped ourselves to a time for most. <laughs> Did anybody afternoon. say anything? Nope. <laughs> we just carried on but we met Diane I mean I don't know if Dud Day there we go Diane says I remember it well it was awesome we were, we outsang all the Bayern f- yeah. well I saw I saw Diane and all the lovely um, Carefree and the UAE people because of course Sammy and, and Yusuf are very much part of that mm. and Sammy's brother 
But we just sang, so we outsang the by and law in the corner. We were, we were just mental. Well, they all wanted their pictures mental. taken with us as well, didn't they? We just it was not very friendly before. Yeah, it the was game. friendly, actually. But yeah, then after, after the game, they couldn't be seen anyway. Really. No, no. And all, they were all saying, all 18, but Viva was a better off. team. Why did we <laughs> not win? Viva <laughs> only bang orders. Bitter shiny, bitter shiny. Yeah, he was bitter, wasn't yeah. he? Uh, but no, I mean, the Augustina was, was cracking and it was just so good to see so many, meet so many great people there and, you know, get absolutely tanked up on their wonderful lager. Um, but there we go. And I mean, we'll get into the match in a minute. But I mean, you, you, you I know you were there. Yeah. Where, where oh, were you, Dan? We were in Odenplatz, yeah. which was Dan's way. Odenplatz. Odenplatz, yeah. yeah we were, um, no, it was brilliant. We're, it was like a very long street and there must be about 25 um, bars of all descriptions. as one in the middle, completely empty. What's the matter, mate? I've run out of the beer. <laughs> we drank them out of beer. Yeah, literally, there was, there, there was, must have, I don't know, he must have miscalculated. There was literally 25 out of 25 of these bars were absolutely rammed with Chelsea. Mm. One in the middle, two old couple drinking coffee. You kind of thought, ah, oh, you, you missed a killing here. You yeah, missed a killing. Nice. No, it's brilliant. I mean, there's Bayern Munich fans up and down. They were going, Chelsea, Chelsea, who the fuck are Chelsea? No, no, no. Yeah. no. Who the fuck are Chelsea London? Yeah. Oi, oi, oi. Who the fuck are Chelsea? And we were going, yeah, quiet. Who the yeah. fuck are Chelsea London? We're Chelsea. And they, they went, going 5-3 in your cup final. It's just it's brilliant. The whole atmosphere was brilliant. And then we tried to go on the train. Five trains had gone past. And we thought, oh, fuck this. We came back upstairs. And suddenly just dropped off a taxi. So we dived in taxi Allianz please driver and got there in about 20 minutes so it's I mean it, it seems incre- incredible to me that we didn't even know who you were then Dan no, that was before, no. before I we can't even remember how we got to the game well I do I did the same thing actually we, got on the, we said we got on the wrong train yeah. and went about nine stops past not knowing what was going on and then luckily just changed um, uh, platforms yeah. straight across and the next train then went straight to the Allianz yeah. mm. we were still in time because we left far too who were you with mate I was with um, a, I was with a group of uh, of lawyers and a group of and uh, um, somebody who'd just been knighted. Um, <laughs> so typical and of, your butler typical of my life and my butler. My butler was part of the entourage. Lovely. And uh, um, uh, I can't remember his name, which is absurd. I'll, what, your I'll come up with it. My butler, you know, he's called Sopwith. Um, Has he got the hump? As you'd expect. Uh, indeed, he's two humps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, either side. Um, but no, we, 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 uh, it was very well organized by uh, a chap called Tim Langton, who was in fact, he knows Clive O'Connell and, uh, yeah. um, no, another uh, one of your posh entourage. Very much my yeah. posh entourage. And you another, know, Clive was on the, great, you know, he was on, he was on the podcast. Yeah, he was on yeah. last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kept going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he would, yeah. He would, he would. I nearly clouted him. He, he, the, there's another chap called Andrew Melrose yeah. who, who speaks very like that. Does he? And then actually at the match is just becomes this man obsessed. Does he? And by the end, is he a bit of a loony? By the end of the game is, <laughs> he's been going. He's been going. You know, come on! Because so I mean, you know, because I mean, guy. you know, I get a bit of. A, I'm, I'm apparently quite posh, but you've watched football with me, and, and the further you couldn't be further oh, from the God. truth. Yeah, you're, you're, you're similar. No, we found Andrew. Actually, I may have found a kindred Andrew spirit. Is, That's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. No, but he's notches above you. Hang on, he, sorry, yeah. sorry, Dan. We just to talk di- um, misconceptions. I took my <laughs> girlfriend at the time to the uh, Carling Cup final in the game about four months when he lost to Tottenham and hadn't sworn. Immaculately well behaved the whole way through. Two one down with five minutes to go, and I was absolutely cursing off Huddleston using the C bomb and everything. She was like, "Well, I did that with Jonathan's yeah. posh mates." So you know. Oh, you, you do swear? And I went, "Yeah." That's yeah. the first time I saw in front mate. of her, well, and, and that was the end of that. And now she's my wife. We haven't stopped since. So, um, you know, you so you, uh, talking about getting there. I mean, oh, we, you, all, we all you landed, had an easy we, trip. Yeah, very there. well. Well, it wasn't easy because <laughs> we went, they'd hired two um, minivans, and we 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 went into Holland, and we actually had a. Um, a hotel in Holland 
and we then went across. So you were so posh you couldn't even stay in Germany? I think it was it was the cheapest option. It's a long way from Holland to Munich. And, um, it was. It is actually, yeah. It was on the borders. It was worked. It went through uh, Belgium and goodness, what else? Down where we ended up, I don't know. But it was a long journey. But we got, there were, there were in two particular minivans and the first minivan went um, uh, too far too quickly and we lost it. So uh, we arrived at about, everybody else arrived at midday and we arrived at about six um, just before the match, yeah, yeah, and and we couldn't even check in. We just, oh we, yeah, and we actually had to. Uh, um, so, so, but we all, everybody, we all met at this particular place, this hotel. And they said, "Where we're going now? We're all leaving. What's hotel? It's a restaurant. We're going now. We're going now." So we all went off, and then we went on the train. I thought, "God, we're not going to make it. Unbelievable!" And then we just got there in time. It was just mm. all. But it was, it wasn't. There was no hanging around in pubs or anything no. because we were. It no. was absolutely last minute in the end. I mean, so. the journey for I don't know about you two boys. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't think you. I don't think you were with me. Were you smart actually? On the, on the journey up to the Allianz Arena. I don't know how I got I can't remember. No, well, no I, I do. It was awful. I mean, you know, all this talk of German efficiency, what a load of rubbish. I mean, it was, honestly, I, it was it was so crammed on the trains going up there that actually it was really quite worrying. I mean, Darren's mum was on the tube and, and she was getting squashed and it was getting quite nasty. I mean, not like, as in, you know, there were going to be fisticuffs, but people were no, getting really bad. squashed. Yeah. And, and and they were just like holding them at each station with the doors open, encouraging more people to get on. Good job nobody pushed anybody off the train, eh? But have been a few headlines. Or so something. it's not like Japan where they have leggers in on the station. Well, it was a bit like that. It was mental, <laughs> right. and 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 it kind of really put a dampener on it in a way because you know I was completely shit faced before I got on that that uh, tube or train, and by the time I got off, I was completely dehydrated and now very hungover with a massive headache actually because it was really quite warm if you remember yeah. mm. so the, the match the match for me was quite a struggle because I wasn't feeling too great uh, but I think you know the whole adrenaline of it just kept kept me going and I mean what was it like I mean this is, we've done the match to yeah. death we know what happened what I mean you know t- describe uh, you know the penalties from your point of view, well, Dan. Um, oh, can we start with Drogba's equaliser? No. How no. can we have Robin's well, miss? No. We got, well, basically, no. weirdly, because no. um, before Drogba scored, I said to my mate, listen, if Arthur's corner, if I don't score, I'm going. I'm not going to be in here full-time whistle. So would have gone had Drogba not scored. But that's digressing. Penalties, I knew Matter would miss. I said to my mate, he's going to miss because he'd missed two that season. I don't think Matter's a great penalty taker. So I thought, he's going to miss. And then, you know, I'm lost for words. I kind of, when Drogba's penalty was taken I swear there was about a millisecond of absolute deathly silence in the stadium as you saw Neuer go to the right the ball just creep into the net literally for not even a second of absolute silence then yeah it was it, it did it went in slow motion very slowly then that raw emotion that we've won it and then obviously from, from my point of view because my dad's no longer with us just tears of absolute where, joy where were you sitting I was sitting um, the, the goal they were, we were defending in the second half just to the left of the um which tier? Oh, lower tier. Lower tier. Ten rows from the yeah. front, just in line with the corner flag. Nice. Just the, just the emotion of it going in and just, you know, obviously my dad not being there. My friend who's also lost his dad a year before mine, just tears, hugging, joy. It's one of those things I can't articulate the yeah. feelings or anything about that day. The whole day was just absolutely phenomenal. I, mean, I just, I watch it now and get a smile on my face. I still get, have a tear in my eye when I, I watch I, it. I, yeah. was, I, it was, was, I was absolutely shitting hot conkers through the penalties. 
And, and I, I was I was just so nervous. God knows how nervous the players were. Chestnuts! Get your chestnuts. God knows, God knows how, how nervous the players were. I, I was shitting myself. You've got to commend and Ashley Cole's penalty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, was David Louise's. Yeah. Remarkable yeah, yeah, penalty. Yeah. Loved that penalty. Yeah. Um, Walloped it, didn't he? Oh, but when, when, when Drogba's penalty went in, I didn't leap in the air or anything. I, I, just, I was sitting in the front row of the, of the second tier. And I just put my head on the barrier and it, it, it just while well, it sank in. Because you were with Ross and Taylor, I was sitting Marco, next to him. weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marco and all yeah. that lot. I, yeah. I and I the burst. man with the fake accreditation. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. Like a, a, I, I burst out laughing as Drogba went really? up to take the, the, the penalty because because it had been. It was as if the gods were completely on our sides. Mm. It was but just Drogba on was our side. That one. And he was. And I thought, yeah. I can't. I can't just thought. I can't believe this. It's going to be Drogba to take the penalty yeah. to win it for us. And we have all we have done this game is defend. Hmm. I mean, brilliantly, but and and remarkable performance. It was a brilliant performance from, yeah. from Luke Lewis and yeah. uh, and Cahill in particular, and Mikel, and Mikel, yeah. who for whom Man of the one match. must always bow down one's head. That is brilliant. But people the, should remember that. Remember that, and they don't enough. I no. agree. And because the man of the match was yeah. Czech. Yeah. Well, well, he faced six out. penalties, yeah, yeah, went yeah. the right way for Absolutely. all of them and but saved but three. It hadn't been his reputation at all, had it? We thought he was not great with penalties. He, he wasn't. Clearly, he clearly done all his homework. But when I thought, I thought also the tension of the whole yeah. game, the think, is it, we're about to win it. Mm. We're about, unless he, unless he cocks it, you know, like, uh, unless he falls over Never like JT out. did. And I thought, he won't. And I thought, but the trouble is, I thought, he always hits his penalties into the left-hand side. So Neuer surely must have done done his work on it and lo and behold he takes a penalty hits into the left hand side and Neuer goes the other way the and, I, and I just yeah. went <laughs> no, yeah, I, I just I was laughing all the way to him taking the penalty I remember looking around and saying I can't believe yeah. this, this where, where, were you, where were you sitting? Um, uh, right in the right hand side um, so when Upper uh, or so, lower so tier. when Torres came on and got the corner, yeah. the lower tier, right in the front mm. of the So pitch. you were very near Dan. I must have been near me then. Yeah, I must have yeah. yeah. There's about, I've, 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 about eight German fans. Well, more behind us. Oh, completely. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there must have been because they yeah. were behind and they were, yeah. I kept thinking, why are we surrounded by German fans? What's yeah. going they, on they here? Were, and they kept doing that thing. They were so um, uh, in sync with the whole of the, the their main crowd that they didn't individually ever shout out anything. They so couldn't, couldn't, they you couldn't to obey orders, they, they did, that's true, but they would yeah. go, so all they did was echo and join in yeah. with what yeah. was happening a hundred yards away. Were they and singing so the Karma Chameleon and, song? Well, <laughs> what, what, what's that? And that roll go? out the barrel. I, can't, I don't know, because I don't know the words, but it's goes to the That's right, that's right. Shiny thinking. Hang on, what's going on? Yeah. Whereas we're individually shouting out stuff like, come on and you know, come on and get it. And nothing from them at all, yeah. other than these bouncing uh, chants the, going on behind us. No it. noise but, from the Bayern boys. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but when Torres actually came on and got the corner, and I'm thinking exactly the same as you, yeah. this really is the last chance. Yeah. And then, you know, what you have to remember, Matter's corner, brilliant. And oh, then the, 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 the joy of the great one of the great goals. Yeah. Well, that, that header was, that on, header uh, oh. was absolutely fantastic. 88th minute, Frank wasn't, Lampard it? Saying, wasn't it? He had to duck because he could have hit him. He yeah, yeah, see him yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll never forget yeah. Tommy Muller's goal because... After he scored it, the celebrations were still going on yeah. for three or four no, minutes, it, well, the, and the game had restarted. Indeed, but I actually, but they thought they won it. Yeah. And I, I actually said at the time to the complete strangers, I was sitting with nobody I knew. Um, I said uh, um, when they took Muller off, I said they're, they're, when they put a defender on, I can't remember they bring Boateng in. I can't remember who no, it was. It was um, no, when it, what it was, they took Muller, yeah. they took Muller off, and I remember thinking, a um, Muller's 
mouth was so enormous when he scored, you know, just thinking, <laughs> God, you could drive a truck through that. How huge <laughs> is that? But also, I said they made a mistake. And they were all celebrating still. From, yeah. There were eight minutes to go, and he's going, oh, they're all bouncing up and down. I thought, no, no, it's, it's too, we could score. Well, like they did against United in Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, similar. Yeah, they, yeah, did, yeah. They, they made the same, same mistake. mistake. So same it was mistake. the 82nd minute when that scored. <laughs> well, yeah, there were eight minutes to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and but it was that eight minutes, and I thought that's not that, that's enough for us. You know, they've we got, scored in the eight. You know, and Muller was was a threat. Muller's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's funny. I don't know if you all do this, but if ever I find myself watching a you know a game involving Bayern Munich and, and Thomas Muller scores, and if it's at the Allianz and they go scorer, whatever they do in German, Thomas. Muller! <laughs> I, I always do it. I always do it. Like because because it, it's the irony of it, you know. And I always remember how how horribly Bayern... Because if you think about it, they were supposed to be very neutral. I mean, other than the Bayern oh, what, fans. The, the, yeah. the announcer. But they were oh, the so announcer was completely them, over, And then it was yeah, suddenly... Uh, there was a scorer was a drug before. No, but we had Carl. We had Carl. Didier Drogba. No, we had Carl. anybody. We had Carl, I We had what's-his-face. We had Carl, didn't we? No, we did. That's true, that's true. Because they had their announcer and we had Carl at our Is his name Carl? Who's Carl? The DJ at Chelsea. I don't know. Well, I think his name's Carl. I may be wrong. Someone can tell me. Your Chelsea! That's right. Yeah, that's right. Welcome, your Chelsea! And also a very strange man who makes those announcements about fire. But I do love it. Whenever I watch a Bayern Munich match and Muller scores and they go, Thomas Muller! I sing it along because I just laugh in my head off inside. Like a monster from Alien, doesn't he? he does. With he that mouth, like a, the monster goes. Ah! He actually looks like a geography teacher. Anyway, I mean, you know, my, just waiting for the other mouth to come out yeah, inside right. the mouth. Do, exactly. Yeah. My uh, my remembrance of the penalties was was quite odd actually, because I, you know, I, I mean, you know, we, we'd been through the ringer in that match. I mean, we had been oh God, yeah. through the ringer, the ups and downs, the deflation when Thomas Muller scored. Mm. And then the ecstasy. I mean, when Drog when Drogba put that in, I, I, I mean, I was in the upper tier, uh, quite near the front. Um, so we were, you know, it's really in the gods up there. And uh, when when that when Drogba headed that in, of course, we had a perfect view of it. And I tell you, I nearly leapt over the bloody uh, thing. When I, you I think leapt up so high, that we played that game with with David Luiz as one yeah. of the central defenders injured and. Ke- well, no, I think he yeah, was. Louis, like, Louis uh, is carrying an injury. But, but Cahill had done his injury. groin in the yeah. semi final. And that was his defenders. first game back. Both yeah. central defenders Injured, were carrying yeah. injuries. Um, but the penalties, you know, I'd been through the ringer, and, and all I could think about was what happened in Moscow. So I was not feeling massively positive. positive. Plus the fact, of course, that you're playing a German side, and as an Englishman, you know, in football is a game of yeah. 90 minutes decided on penalties where the Germans win. You know, so I was not in a happy place. But actually, what I did, I just thought, well, fuck it, William, what, what can I do? Yeah. So I basically, instead of getting all kind of uh, wrapped up in it and nervous, I, I, I just sat back and lit up a fag. And literally thought, well, you know, whatever. Uh, what will be, what will be. And, and I kept on this kind of oh, vaguely ambivalent, laissez-faire, not really interested attitude until Drogba stepped up. And then it just kind of dawned on me, bloody hell, this is Drogba. This could be his last kick for Chelsea. Drogba is a Chelsea legend anyway. This is all going through my head, nanoseconds. But I just thought, well, Drogba won't miss. Drogba will not miss. And suddenly I'm like, having been like, yeah, I'm just cool. I'm having a few fags. I don't really care because whatever. I'm just too fucked. I can't take any more of this. Suddenly it was like, hang on a minute. And it was like, 
Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, again, you know, when he scored, I nearly leapt over the bloody front and the full 40 foot down to the middle tier. I've never been embraced but, by something yeah, strange. Yeah, I was going to say, but the eruption, <laughs> but it was weird. It's like you said, there was that nanosecond of silence. Dr. Mark said and, and Sorry, Smart. And, 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 then, and then it just erupted. And there was a mix of absolute people going mental. And and then and then just a lot of them crying. I, a lot of uh, you know mm. people of our kind of generation up there, and I did. I I I, I kind of went mad, yeah. hugged loads of people, and then stopped and started crying. And <laughs> and it was just so bizarre. And then the next thing, because what I hadn't realised, I mean you know, just before it kicked off, I suddenly realised that Martin Wickham was a few uh, seats away from me. Um, um, Graham, you know, Bushes from Madness, he was a few seats away. And what I hadn't realised was that Sammy, who I'd spent the entire day with, who hadn't got a ticket, right? Uh, so the last time I saw him was when I was leaving the Augustiner beer keller, and it was like, well, good luck, Sammy. So as I'm kind of like, you know, it's died down a bit, the, the mentalness and the celebrating yeah. and the crying, and I'm just kind of taking it all in, looking around. And as I look around behind me, who should I see going like this? <laughs> in his bloody David Louise wig. But Sammy, who's about 10 rows behind me, and he had been for the whole game. It was absolutely yeah, wonderful. Where he got his ticket from? I don't know. He paid about a grand for it. But hey, I mean, you know, priceless, eh? Yeah. Absolutely priceless. Yeah, Chiltel got one on the day as well. Mm. I mean, it's, here's, here's the thing, because we, we, we need to wrap this up. I mean, this is brilliant. We, 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 we've been so indulgent with our Munich uh, remembrance, which I think is highly appropriate, that we don't have time in this part to do Stanford Bridges redevelopment or checking out. We may have in the next part. We, we will must. See. We'll see. We can always do it next week. Anyway, um, you know, the wonderful thing about it, is I mean I, it truly is for me the greatest night day of my life and and here's the thing it's a question I want you all to answer and then we'll we'll stop this part. I have a feeling deep inside of me, even if we win the Champions League again, which I think under Mourinho, you know, is a prerequisite that he has to. But that's another that's story. Target for next that year. is another story. Mm-hmm. Three clubs. I I believe in my heart of hearts that it will never be quite that good again winning it that first time in Munich I don't think it'll ever be as good as that again so discuss well it, it, it won't be that good in that we were completely the underdogs and we were completely under unbelievable pressure apart mm. from a weird oh, 10 minute period in the first in the second but, half uh, before extra time where but, we actually came into our own I thought but the we might score it, we, we, there was Napoli yeah yeah, and, yeah. And, and there was Barca away to, uh, down with, with 10 men it was unbelievable. That was, that that was unique. Yeah. It was. I mean, was. the whole the whole kind of Sky commentary after match and the Gary Neville isms. I think it was it was unique. I don't think it would ever be topped. I so think wasn't it Valencia before? No, Benfica. All right, as you do win again, it's going to be it'll it's going to be a more competent performance. But I just don't think that feeling could. But when you consider when you also consider everything that had gone before. How much we've been mugged off trying to get there, Barcelona yeah. cheating us out of it, and all of this. And yeah, I think yeah, when yeah. you take all of that into consideration yeah, yeah, yeah. as well, yeah. well I think it. it's like 2005 winning the, uh, yeah. the Premier League for the first time. Yeah, well. and it's, I have to say, also like 1997, yeah. where that reduced yeah. me winning the, the FA yeah, Cup. Yeah. Reduced me. To what did it feel like for you in '55? In '55, um, I think I went. Okay, anything will top Munich beating Arsenal in the Champions League final. That would top it. Possibly, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, okay, very yeah. quickly because we've got to wrap it up. Do you think it'll be? Do you think is that is as good as it gets? It'll never get better it'll than never that? get better unless you beat Arsenal in the final. Okay, so and you're kind of like with me on this, yeah. Jonathan. Um, 
I, well, I, emotionally, because it was the first one. It's the first one is always the yeah. is the and also as I as I said because of the the circumstances of, of yeah. getting there and being under the cost. It's of the special, whole of the game. isn't it? It was unbelievably special. Yeah. But um, I think <laughs> I, I think winning the uh, the Champions League will always be phenomenal. And I, yeah. I think we'll do it if we do it again in the next few years. It'll be because the team is top notch as yeah. opposed to a team being something that we never thought would ever do it yeah. because we thought the team that would do it had was, gone. The, was the team that had, had lost to uh, yeah it was to, real to Man U, which was stuff, yeah, wasn't it? It was, yeah. But this was just completely a yeah. phenomenal performance the, in fact the team the te- you know we should have won it against Man U and yeah. that was the team that should have won yeah. it yeah. really you're right it was a brilliant performance in the final yeah. then when, when yeah. they should have won it then. Yeah. smart final word yes or no it, it uh, I can't imagine it ever being better than that mm. again or as good as that again, but mm. you don't know. You don't know. Depends who it's against. Depends where it is. The circumstances. We don't know. You know do you know what Joe Strummer would say about that? What? The future is unwritten. <laughs> so there you go. That's a good note to end it on. Right, we'll be back in a sec to have our usual weekly roundup of Chelsea stuff. See you in a sec. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Okay, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and uh, you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast with the wonderful Dan Silver, the exuberant Jonathan Kidd, and the ever, ever, ever sage Dr. Mart. <laughs> Um, and I mean, as you, if you've just been listening live, uh, in fact, if you've been listening to the podcast, you'll realise that we probably could have done an entire two-hour show talking about Munich, such as the impact I think it's collectively had on all Chelsea supporters who were lucky enough to be there. Um, sadly, we only had 25 minutes to do it, and in mm. fact, actually, we were only going to spend about 10 on it because I had other stuff to talk about, which I may well still talk about if I decide we have enough time, but... Um, before that, it's time for our, our usual roundup of stuff that's going on and stuff that you need to know. So, on a need-to-know basis, I can tell you that you uh, have one more chance to get uh, a copy of CFC UK uh, at home, uh, which, of course, will be next Sunday, the last match of the season. And, of course, you can get it from the CFC UK store opposite Fulham Broadway Tube. Um, now, if you can't be there in person and get your copy... Of course, you can get it digitally, and uh, you can do so by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. And if you're in the USA, I have some great news for you, or in fact, uh, Canada, I believe, Uh, so so North America to be precise. Uh, What you need to do is you need to follow the Twitter account of at cfcukusa, and if anybody's interested in getting a, a CFC copy, you need to contact Dan Lundberg on Twitter, and you can find him at dlundberg. L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G, uh, lower, hang on, underscore. Thank you, Dan. You always correct me. So it's at Dan uh, at D. Lundberg, underscore. Now, uh, as you know, there is a summer tour going on with Chelsea, and they're going to be playing in the US. Uh, so if you're going on the summer tour, make sure you look out for a copy of CFC UK before and after the matches, because they'll be selling them at the matches. Um, and I can also tell you that there'll be a CFC UK USA special available. Uh, I know that, because I've just written a blog and actually, I've gone in there. I've linked it very much with our experience on the fan cast with uh, so many uh, American listeners that we, we we now know and love. And I've name-checked quite a few of you. Clifford, I've name-checked you, I believe. 
and a lot of the San, Di- San Diego Blues, the Row Band, loads of people that we've met and love. Jason, also known as Rob Dog, just saying how grateful we are to, to have got to know you over the last eight years. So look out for that. Uh, details on where to purchase uh, one on the tour and how to subscribe will all be posted on the at CFC UK USA Twitter account. Now, um, Chelsea Supporters Trust uh, always gets a plug, as you know, on this show because we're affiliate members. Uh, you can join the trust and get your voice heard by the club. It is £5 to become a voting member or it's free if you want to be a non-voting member, but obviously much better if, if you're a voting member because then you can vote in all the elections and that kind of thing. All you need to do is sign up at chelseasupporterstrust.com and uh, that means you can attend the meetings, come to the events, <coughs> and as I said, vote on all the issues that directly affect you and make sure you get your voice heard. Now, uh, there's a newsletter out now. I mean, we do one once a month. Um, but also, uh, uh, the last chance you get to come and say hello to one of the Chelsea Sports Trust reps uh, at the CFC UK stall will be this Sunday before the Sunderland game. And guess what? This Sunday, it will be me. I will be manning the uh, stall for, in the CST's name, uh, I think between about half past 12 and 2.30. Uh, so I will be not in the pub, much to my utter annoyance. I shall be stone cold Steve Austin sober. So come and say hello and cheer me up. Bring me gifts, cakes, coffee, I don't fags, I don't mind. Uh, I don't think you'd get away with bringing me a can of beer, or that's a nice thought. <laughs> or any drugs. Or, no, definitely no drugs. Uh, just say no to drugs, uh, Martin. I've told you this before. Uh, but anyway, no, in all seriousness, I'll be there representing the Chelsea Sports Trust on Sunday before uh, the Sunderland game. So if you're around, come and say hello. If you've got anything on your mind, if you, you want anything brought to the Trust's attention, please let me know. Uh, now... Um, of other CST news of great import, of course, is next Wednesday, the 27th of May, at 7 o'clock p.m., the Chelsea Fancast will be hosting a very special uh, Chelsea Sports Trust virtual special general meeting. Uh, and what that means is that we will be broadcasting live on Mixler, like we do with the Fancast. Now, by holding a virtual dialogue, it means that all CST members can participate, including those who can you know, who can't actually make the meetings physically. So it's a good idea for that. Now, the agenda very briefly will be uh, on the Chelsea Sports Trust survey, the timing, the process, new members survey coming out very soon, I think in about a month. So very important that you sign that because it, it it feeds into what we decide to do policy-wise. Uh, the ongoing issues such as uh, atmosphere, the stadium, touting, European away ticket collection, all the usual hot topics that you would expect. Uh, any ongoing uh, issues raised by the members, issues that are going on over the summer, uh, wider issues such as Football Supporters Federation and Supporters Direct Soccer Summit. Uh, also, our planning for the uh, August AGM and the board elections, which will take place in August. And, of course, we'll be taking questions from the members, which, of course, as you lot will know who listen to Mix- listen to us on Mixler, you can just post it in the chat room and they will be raised. So if you remember and you want to quiz the board on what's happening uh, then uh, make sure you listen in and ask some questions in the Mixler chat room or, of course, on Twitter at Chelsea S Trust or email a question beforehand to membership at ChelseaSupportersTrust.com. Now, finally, uh, you heard me talk about Mimi.tv uh, earlier on. So after the podcast tonight, I will be hosting another Chelsea fancast warm down on Mimi.tv. Now, if you log in and enter the me chat, I'll answer any of your questions and discuss some of the issues we have raised on the show. Uh, all you have to do is to sign up or log in at meme.tv, that's M-E-E-M-E dot TV, and then 
basically uh, find the TV guide, the Mimi TV schedule, uh, look for the Chelsea Fancast tab, uh, enter uh, enter early or watch, and then enter the Me Chat. Uh, you need a desktop or a laptop with a webcam and some headphones to join in. And if you want to join in, request a chat, and uh, then we will allow you to go in, request to go on stage, and then you can take part. It's all very simple, but I'll run you through it if uh, you find me in there at about 9.15. That is the aim. So that's enough of that. Now, Martin and Jonathan and everybody will be delighted to know that we do have time Excuse me to talk about um, Stamford Bridge redevelopment, if you want, mm. for a few minutes. We have no co-respondents this week. You'll be very lax with your co-respondents, people out there who listen to the Chelsea fan. All I can say is cha cha. Uh, so um, yeah, just to wheel back a bit, and I'll, I'll dig out what I had written on the uh, redevelopment. But of course, many of you out there, and including the boys around the table, will know that Dan Levine released an article this week, uh, which seems to have got some pretty good juice uh from the club i mean it's unofficial and obviously nobody mm. from the club's quoted but uh it seems to i've got some quotes here from the article which which i think pull out what the main issues are uh fully fledged paper plans exist showing a new improved Stamford bridge on the existing site following changes to planning legislation that the, 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 the requisite permissions can be secured within the season perhaps even by the end of 2015 uh, so there's a potential that 2015-16 may even be Chelsea's last season at Stamford Bridge as we know it. So um, it looks like it may be a goer that we can redevelop Stamford Bridge and have a 55, 60,000 seat stadium there. Dan, what do you what do you think about that That's, news? That is fantastic news. I couldn't be happy. I just think it's our home. I won't want to go anywhere else. You know, I would have mm. maybe compromised and moved to Ellis Court had that become available. But it's brilliant if it happens. It's our home. Yeah, it's got history. But they, it's, they've it's run the out of all the other sites, though. Exactly. They? Yeah. So. It's the best news. The best, the it's the best solution. Yeah, totally. I mean, if we can get you know, a fantastic stadium, I'd love to see one huge big stand behind one of the goals, like Dortmund have got. Yeah. All the fans that want to make a noise. I want the away fans up in the gods where no one can. <laughs> yes, yep. that's perfect, and, isn't it? You, yeah. you know, like Barcelona. You, do, do you know yeah. that I actually did suggest on a fans forum meeting when they were talking about atmosphere and repositioning of. Away fans, I suggested that they put them in, in Craven Cottage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they like at Newcastle. They should be up in the top, out of the way, maybe without a roof on that particular part. You know? I have to say, though, I, I, I'll say one thing, actually, because I was only joking about Craven Cottage, because actually what we need to remember is that the away fans make up uh, a very important part of the atmosphere. I think if you've got rubbish away fans, there's nobody to, to you know... Bounce off. Uh, bounce off. Yeah. They, they are important. Uh, to an extent, but counter that with a huge main Chelsea stand, like, you know, a, a new shed. Well, I think, you know, for me, Dan, it should yeah. be like it was in the old days. They have one end, we have the other. Yeah. I mean, in the old days, it was very uncomplicated and very simple. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, you were at that end behind your goal. We were at our end behind our goal. Go for it. We used to do that. The, yeah. The, the yeah. Matthew Harding lower used to be the away end. Exactly. That's right. You know? then you'd, then but you'd a lot of other and, grounds, too. And they'd come around and chase us out of mm. where we were standing. And so we'd end up uh, halfway around the uh, the other side of the pitch. Yeah. No, but more, the... more recently than that, when it was Matthew Harding stand, not the north not the north. Stage. Yeah, where the away fans it, were. Yeah, they yeah. were there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but um, my worry is is where will we go for the? They've been talking about two seasons in his article, Dan Levine, wasn't mm-hmm. it? They're not just one season away, two seasons. I think it could even be three, mate. If it's a total rebuild of the ground, it will take two seasons. And it's not just the ground, though. They're talking about big chunks of the Fulham Road the infrastructure. And, and you're talking yeah. about you're talking about probably decks over the railway and all. Indeed, kind of and stuff. and will they be building down? Do you think? In uh, to, I think to, it's to a pretty make, good chance. Pretty they chance will. to make then they doesn't have to go too far and above the, the skyline. 
somewhere to park their Bentleys. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but yeah. the other thing, Jonathan, is that from, from the... Uh, I don't know if you read Dan's article. I did, I okay, did. right. Yeah. But, they, you know, there are... This is such an extensive development, and I think because of, because of the complexities in, in terms of the area where it is and the lack of space that they have, they're talking about redeveloping Fulham Road. Yeah. So that tells me that there's quite a few compulsory purchase orders that will have to be issued. They're talking about um, you know sorting out the public transport links, so there could be like a tube extension. Yeah, I mean, tube it's going to be massive. So yeah, I think actually, you know what, feasibly it could be you know two or three years. It's it's. Yeah. If if what it said in Dan's article that, that they could get the planning permission by the end of the year, that would be a truly remarkable it feat. Be. It would be by but Chelsea to have achieved that. Personally, I'm sceptical about that. Well, I know how long it can take to to organise. I don't even they're allowed to do compulsory purchases. They'd have to make the right offer across their palm with the right amount of silver to get those properties. But it may be far in advance, and we don't know. Uh, exactly, they may have already bought them. Who knows? Yeah. I, I get a sense. Uh, um, I, I get a sense that the club have actually, you know. You know they've had their problems with it in the past, and I think that they they they've been determined to get it right this time. So you know, I we will not get any official and because as I said, bear in mind this is all kind of unofficial through back channels. I suspect mm-hmm. I don't think there'll be any official announcement on it until all of the ducks are in a row and sorted out because they don't want to look stupid again and they don't they want, want to be do caught again. with the pants down mm-hmm. again. Could it, could it be? They want it to work. Could it be that the club have actually used Dan as a, an official? Link? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Unofficial yeah. through back channels. That's what, yeah, what yeah, that's yeah. how PR works. Yeah. But you know, they're not going to make an official announcement until it's all ready to go. Which means they've got the planning permission. They've got the council sorted out. They've got the residents sorted out. They've got London, uh, you know, the, the TFL sorted out. All of that. They they won't go official and public until that's done. But I think. Clearly, behind the scenes, they're making great progress in doing that. And fair play to them. It sounds to me like it'll be a demolition as well. And, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. At best, they could have officer approval for the planning permission. It would still have to go before the planning committee, and there'd still have to be the, the formal application mm-hmm. and the notice mm-hmm. period. But, but it would have West to be done. Stage, and that, of course, will have to be published oh, on the Hammersmith and Fulham website. Yeah. West End as well. So, so we'll all know at a time. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Dan was just saying... Only the West End might stay because that's quite a decent stand. I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced. Possibly. I think if they need to make it into sixty, I, I, I think, think the whole lot will go. I think thing. the West End will go. Yeah. yeah, the only one they might possibly keep is the East End. For well, I hope not. It's actually grade two listed. I don't know why they really? probably appeal that. Well, it's so, was, so, was, so was um, Arsenal's. They, they got around that, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure that they'll get round it. I mean, it's actually interesting because Martin and I were talking about this in the pub beforehand, and. You know, I I won't cry one or shed one tear if the whole thing gets demolished and rebuilt because, you know, the emotional attachment has gone because they ruined that when they knocked it all down in 96. You know, that that was Chelsea for me. This is just a different building. So actually, it's more important. It's not the actual, you know, the fabric of the stadium that counts anymore. It's it's the location. You know, because they got rid of my original Chelsea Stadium which I loved and fell in love with. Mm. But it's still in the same location, and that's important. So not the whole bloody lockdown, I don't care. Mm. But build a nice new one and still keep it in the same place. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. As long as we still have our private entrance in Gate 17, I don't care. I'll, 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 I'll talk to them, Smart, and see yeah. what I, you know, I, I know. I know people there. I've got some influence. Can Martin and I please have our own entrance? Thank you. Yes, I'm sure they'll um, listen to that. I guess also trying to find the alternative stadium for two years. Well, uh, Jonathan did yeah, raise this point, yeah. didn't you, Jonathan, actually? Did. Well done for reminding me. Um, well, I, I suspect that Twickenham is still very much in the firm. Martin was saying that yeah, I read somewhere that, that Twickenham won't wear it, you know, um, every other weekend plus some midweek games as well. So what's been mooted is that they do half the games at Twickenham, half the games at Wembley. 
to share the the, uh, the, burden, the load. Yeah. I mean, bear yeah. in mind that the FA need a lot of money. I could see Wembley being a yeah, feasible um, option because they're desperate for money. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Twickenham's a pain in the arse for me, but I mean, they've got to play somewhere. You know, you can't say, well, don't, don't build it because it's inconvenient for me. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Now, actually, Twickenham and Wembley for a couple of years, fine, you know, do it. Okay. But the other interesting thing about this is, but by adding an extra, or, or Fulham, by adding an extra eighteen thousand seats to the stadium, the payback period for the investment they'd have to do to achieve that is enormous. Whether they'd ever recoup it, or I not. don't think that's it. The may issue, just though, be a it? prestige. It's taking I don't think it's the issue. Six years. Top, they're not doing it for the money. No, no, they're not, not doing it for the money. Can't be. Anyway, I think that's a, a very uh, good time to to kind of put a line under that but I mean it's, it's encouraging news sorry Petacek we're going to not do you this week we'll do you next not week not Man U please not Man U not Arsenal either well Arsenal's my main concern I don't want him to go to Arsenal or Man U I want him PSG fine Real Madrid fine but not here Besiktas that's how I'd like him to go Besiktas yeah. I can see him going to PSG I think he, he won't go to Arsenal yeah, but hang on a minute. Why? Why would he want to go to PSG and have to? Because he goal- speaks fluent French. Why and have to be a goalkeeper in front of David Luiz again? <laughs> Come on! But he wants to go to a big club. There's Alex there as well. Yeah. Alex, now he got released. He's in oh, Italy. He? All right, boys. That's it because we're running out of time. Uh, uh, of course, you know you lot out there uh, who listen on the podcast and of course the live show. Let me know what you think of the show, or uh, if you have any questions, email them to us during the week at chelseafancast at gmail.com and of course we'll read them out on the show and that's the bit that goes under correspondence and there was none this week so get your fingers out and send me some questions and stuff and I'll read it out now next week we will be on air again on Tuesday night not Monday so don't forget to tune in next Tuesday and join me Dan you'll be back I will be uh, Mr. Kidd will be back. Is that what next week? Unless you've got a pre- previous. No, I, didn't, I thought I was every other week. I'd love to be back. I don't know why you got out of sync, mate. Not have for I? the first okay. time. Yeah, oh, and I'm minified. Well, no, okay. Maybe you, you and Martin can have a fight outside in a minute to decide who <laughs> who's going to be on next we week. We could do half and half. Well, that would be quite interesting, wouldn't it? Yes. yes, we don't do half and half. This is don't Chelsea. <laughs> Yeah, we are Chelsea and we are style. With his timekeeping, might work. Um, but the interesting thing is that, of course, we've. Got, I see. I do Martin. Martin comes on every fortnight because I want to make sure he's still married at the end of the season. You know, it's out of the goodness of my heart that I'm saving him from himself. Oh, I did sweet. do three. I did do a hat trick. I know once. you did, but that was an extremist. Anyway, mm. uh, it'll be at the moment. It will be Dan and Jonathan. But even more important, the man behind our weekly Chelsea ratings and the author of Overland and Sea. One man went to Mo. Chelsea here. Chelsea there. Gate 17, Denizen, an all-round lovely bloke and friend of the show, Mr. Mark Worrell. Huzzah. Will be, huzzah. Will be on the show, and I can't wait for that. We haven't had Mark on the show mm. for ages, and he's always great fun when he's on. Now, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter, at Chelsea Fancast, and, of course, make sure you check out the great blogs on our website, ChelseaFancast.com, where you can also find all the information on how to listen and download the show. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And, of course, uh, when I've written it, because I haven't yet, uh, but uh, my weekly articles on the International Business Times, uh, follow them at, I, uh, at IB Times UK Sport. And, of course, uh, you can't follow or read any more of my monthly CFC UK ones apart from the one in the States, because that's it for the season. There you go. But there you go. Right, that's it. What Enough. are we going to do? Uh, I'll have a I'll have a, a break, thankfully. Mm. I'll lie down for two months. Uh, brilliant. I've enjoyed it tonight. It's been a... It's been a packed it's show. Been a yeah. show. It's been yeah. a good show. It's been a show. fantastic show. I particularly enjoyed uh, talking about Munich again. It was. It really was very, very we special. We were in Munich, Munich. 
We want to mute it, mute it. Yeah. <laughs> I've just realised we didn't go to Holland. We went to Austria. Did you? Yeah, I was confusing well, right. it. Hey, with the, Holland, with the, Austria. The Euro, I thought Europa League was, was too far. I thought it was too I think actually, no, it became one big cup final in my mind. But it is, isn't it? I mean, that's the beautiful thing about them. Really enjoyed uh, hearing your recollections on that, boys. Uh, Dan, fantastic to see you. Had yeah, a good time? Good, yeah, brilliant. Good. Still London's first and finest. Absolutely. We'll see you next week, you Jonathan. Will. No, I've not enjoyed it very no. much. No, well, you've been a tetchy person. I have. A yeah. tetchy kid all yeah, night. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be less tetchy next week? No, I doubt it. Okay. Would it make a difference? Flower, fed- flower show's still on. Yeah. Are you sure I'll, it'll be on next month? I'll have to come next a different Tuesday. route. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I think it will be. I'll come a different route. I know another route to get here. Yeah. I would go north I'm rather to, than I'm south. I'm not going to go down the embankment again. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you a pretty good route. No, I know one. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Why are we talking about this on a bloody show? Well, I think mental... somebody might be interested. Uh, anyway, Jonathan, it's been brilliant to see you. Uh, come by Yeah, I could. I could boat uh, yeah. Martin. As yes. always, great to see you. Uh, you've been entertaining as always tonight. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it myself. Lovely, jubbly. All right. And as for you, lovely lot out at Mixler, uh, I, I do notice that as the hour mark approaches two hours that we lose about half of you. Can't say I blame you. Uh, but it's lovely to have you all in there. I, I have not uh, engaged with you at all, but I have been reading a lot of what you say, and, and I just love your uh, interaction with us, and I am forever grateful. Great to see so many of you in there, as always. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. Up the chills! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.